on episode 35 of Pixel Gaiden. Eric and Tim battle in Game Show Round 2. We learn about Cable in England. Tim sent the guys a package. There is much candy. There is much rejoicing. Atari Jaguars and Pies. Sam Coops and 3DOs. So many microcomputers. And an 8-bit action RPG battle. Stay It is the end of, uh, I don't know, what is it, November, January? I think what that's right. Is this? Something like is that. that. Right? Somewhere in there. We're, in the, we're in the month of COVID. COVID. It is uh, so, March, April, May 30th today. Eric is what it is. It, May 30th? It and is May 30th. Episode 35. Episode right? 35 of Pixel Guide and your number one retro video game podcast for all things retro and video game and podcast. Thank you. You're welcome. That's it. That was informative. Well, you know, I do my best. That's we like to be here. We like to be the information. It is a weird time. It's a weird time. I'm I'm chronicling this for history. I, this is a weird time that we're in. So I know we're not starting with quick questions quite yet, but no. I'll ask you a quick question nonetheless. Please. Hey, yeah. Rimshot. Um, is the whole sheltering in place thing bugging you or are you thriving in it? Um, it doesn't bug me at all. It doesn't bug I don't me know at all. If, I wouldn't say I'm... <laughs> what'd you say? I said me too. It doesn't bug me at all. <laughs> no, it, I wouldn't say I'm thriving because I'm not doing better than I was, but I'm not doing worse than I was. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm not... I, I, I'm, I'm the kind of guy that I, I used to live alone and I could live alone. So it's not like it bothers me um, to just stay at home. All my stuff is here. All my toys. All Your my toys. Games, all, no, toys. All my stuff is here, so it's not like I, I crave to be somewhere else. And I don't go out all that much anyway, so no, not much is different for me. So I want to contrast that with my like neighbors. Yeah, yeah. They're, this is literally driving them crazy. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're going crazy. Every time I talk to them, they're sneaking off to Home Depot to stand in line just so they, they can go into a store. I mean, <laughs> and they they go to the gardening place like that Green Acres place all the time. Why is everyone going there? That's got the biggest line of like any store. Because people, I guess, are working on the yard, and I get that, but um, I don't want to put my yeah. life in danger to just go get a box of flowers. Yeah. I, I don't. Anyways, it, 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 it's it, it's just a weird it's a weird time. But no, for me, how about you? I mean, is it? I mean, You're it's just bo- chilling. Yeah, I mean, it's both. I, there's things that I, we do go out and we do a lot of stuff and we hang out with friends and do things. But at the same time, this gives me an excuse to, hey, cool, I'm done working. We don't have mm-hmm. to go out and do anything, which means I can sit here and do the things I want to do now. Last yeah. month, I was it, it was new to us, so my wife was still kind of wanting us to do, spend every minute together. And at this point now, we're able to kind of just chill and do our thing, which I'm loving. So. It makes you realize that you 
you do set up your house to have all the cool things in your life that you want to do, but you realize that you waste a lot of time just going out and doing stuff that you don't want to do, spending money you don't really need to spend. Yeah. I mean, we haven't gone out to eat in a month, over a month now, and we're perfectly fine. Uh, see, my wife and, or and I are different that way. She needs to get out. So um, we actually just recently went out, and there was a, a bar that was opening for takeout. Mm-hmm. But they basically said, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll give you drinks to takeout, and we're not open. But if you guys, for whatever reason, want to like eat your food or drink your drinks on our porch, we're not going to kick you out. <laughs> And my wife's like, yes, we're going to stay. We're going to sit on the porch. We're just going to like be out here. I'm like, whatever. All right. (laughs) Wow. There weren't a ton of people out there. It was just, you know, us and there's one other table like on the other side that had people on it. So it wasn't, I wasn't worried about it. But for her, just being out there and spending the extra money to get drinks out to be out was worth it to her. So I don't know. I mean, one thing I noticed, one little odd thing is that I, every like two weeks, I'd go to the bank and pull out 40 or 60 bucks and, in between driving to clients, like I'd go get some food every now and then, or I'd stop off and get some video game related thing, like at one of the stores. Yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Dude, I haven't been to the bank to withdraw money in like in six weeks, <laughs> and it feels kind of good because I still have the same amount of money in my wallet that I've had. And that, <laughs> that to me is pretty incredible. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I gotcha. Well, let's get some uh, video game talk, shall we? Yeah, let's do it. We'll start with uh, I don't know. How about six? Quick questions. Quick questions. See what I did there? I kind of mixed our six good games and our six good questions. No, I don't know. It didn't work. <laughs> it didn't work. Whatever. Um, Are you going first here? I'll go first. My okay. first quick question to you, Eric, video game related. Have you purchased any on-sale Nintendo Switch games on the uh, eStore just because they're less than a dollar? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, no? And, and it it sounds cool. It sounds interesting, but no, I guess. And I was thinking about this question. I just don't think I browsed the store like that. Maybe okay. if I did, I would buy games like that. But I, I don't filter it or browse it in that way. So no, I've never done that just because they're below a dollar. I've seen games below a dollar, but I don't go actively seeking for them. Does that make sense? Yeah, I get that. I get that. Um, I just always go to the sales, and there's always a ton of games for like 19 cents or eight cents. Yeah, uh, I got Saboteur for eight cents. Yeah, Spectrum game. Yeah. Um, so I've done it a number of times, and I always regret it. <laughs> really? I mean, it doesn't cost that much money, but I do it and I play the game, and usually I just instantly go, "This is garbage." This and, is why it's eight cents, right? Yeah, and I don't feel <laughs> bad about spending the money, but now I'm like, I can't get the icon off my screen, like. <laughs> <laughs> right now i gotta play a whole bunch of other games to get the icon off my screen because i'm never gonna use that icon again you can uninstall it just uninstall it because it, it's still available to you can to install again no in so I've, I've tried that and it will install a game it's like we will uninstall everything but we'll keep the icon for you i'm like no i don't want the icon oh i didn't know that i haven't i honestly haven't tried that but i know what they've said hey if you remove a game you, as long as it's available in the library, you can just download it. Again. Yeah, then they'll get it physically off the Switch, but the icon stays. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. And it, yeah, I mean, that's the big downfall with, again, one other one of Nintendo's things is there's not a good way to organize the games you have on there, and there's not a way to organize. It's really hard to search on this, the eStore. 
If, it is. If it's not a new game or a game that's on sale, it's you have to know the name and search for it. It's, there's no other way. It's stupid. I, yeah, you're right. Stupid. I, I've gotten to the point now where I don't use the eShop that much. I go online. Well, I use the eShop online, and then I buy it online, and then it just downloads to my Switch. I can't the browsing it through the device it it's very cumbersome they yeah. need to really kind of revamp that somehow but they they won't they don't they don't <laughs> they don't they don't and they won't they're making money all right what's your question for me so and i, I think i'll answer this first so i can give you a, a um, example because it's not well worded is there a particular game you wish you could change just the art style and i'm not talking about remasters i don't want to like you know how there'll be an old game they'll remaster because now there's new technology. What I'm talking about is a different art style altogether. So for me, and this is going to be an unpopular take, so uh-oh, uh-oh. People, we, we may get some hate mail on this, but when uh, Mortal Kombat came out, I did not like the realistic graphics. I thought they should be more smooth and cartoony like Street Fighter. Okay. And I kind of wish there was a Mortal Kombat thing with like Street Fighter style art. Because so I think the characters are cool, but I don't like that. I feel I think it's kind of clunky. I don't yeah. like the character art back then. I, I think that actually was there. There was pretty split. People like some people loved it, and some people hated it. So yeah, yeah you're right. But they did the same technique was used in like Donkey Kong Country. Did yeah, you like that? Right. I love no. Donkey Kong Country. Oh, you didn't? Did okay. You? No, I didn't like it that much. I, I loved didn't like it. the art style. I liked the game. Okay, I just didn't like the art style very much. Huh. I thought it looked kind of fake. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, no, I love Donkey Kong Country's art style. Because the thing with, like, Street Fighter versus Mortal Kombat is Street Fighter is supposed to be cartoony. So, like, it's like, yeah. hey, it's just a, like, cartoony anime kind of looking thing. But when Mortal Kombat, they tried to be realistic, but it didn't look realistic. It looked kind of fake. Yeah, like, like so I was like, eh, magazine cutouts. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So, anyway, that's my example, but I want you to go whatever you want. So, it's... <laughs> So I could, uh, I'm trying to think of one game in particular, because ultimately what I want to do is say the entire PlayStation library. I just, <laughs> I can't stand that, like, hey, look, we can do 3D, but it's so blocky that unless it's moving, you can't tell what you're looking at. That polygonal art. That, yeah. Yeah. Poly- and you know what? It's not so much even the polygonal um, modeling, it's the texturing it's on the texture. That's exactly yeah. it. And, uh, yeah. Um, I mean, it was awful in Crash Team Racing, the original, not the remake. So maybe right. that one, but I, I, the one that instantly pops into my mind is um, um, Another World. Yeah, you know that game. I do know that game. It was on the Amiga and a bunch of a few other platforms, but it was on the Amiga. Yep. So it's kind of that Prince of Persia kind of like slow rotoscoped style of gameplay. Yeah. Um, but they try to do these three D this three D art. And to me, it always just looked cheesy and crappy and hard to tell what you're looking at. And it's like, oh, everyone, you know, a lot of people were like, oh, it's so, you know, it's 3D rendered. It looks great. And it's amazing. And I'm just like, the guy has no face. Like, right. I couldn't yeah, help but focus there's no, on... De- there's no definition. Yeah. They're just skinny. It literally is like skinny stick figures that are like animated well, but they're still stick figures. There's yeah, no... they're, they're like, look at the three that we did 3D texturing. And I'm like... That's cool. There's no face. Like yeah. I'm looking at a game and trying to get into the story, and there's no face. And then um, the the beast didn't even. It was this black, yeah, lion that had no form to it. Like so, I don't know. Let, I, so I'll let, say that one. Use, another. World. Let's use another world as an example. 
of what you're talking about. What would you swap in more like NES graphics with just sprite art? Yeah. Like, like 2d sprite stuff. Yeah. And that game could yeah. have been done better and more interesting with 2d sprites. I, I don't, I can't say I disagree with you. Hot take, Eric. Hot takes. Hot take. All right, Eric. Let's uh, go ahead and give the listeners some show information in case they want to contact us. You know what? Let's get real. <laughs> oh, wait. Actually, okay. So, new sound effect. <laughs> no, we're, okay. we're going to get real, Eric, but... I can't hear it, but go ahead. You can't hear it. it. Uh, there's going to be brand new, quiet, undertone, sad music in three, two, okay. one. All right, Eric. Tell the listeners we, how they can get a hold of us. Can we get real for a minute? Let's get real, Eric. Let's say that you were a person that wanted to know more about Pixel Guide. Count where me in. Yeah, where would you go? What would you do? I'll tell pro- you what you I'd do. probably go to the interwebs. You're going to go to pixelguiden.com, <laughs> and you're going to learn about the podcast. And then you're going to go to Twitter, mm-hmm, and you're mm-hmm, going to find mm-hmm. at pixel underscore guiden. And you're going nice. to read that, and it's going to tell you a lot of information you didn't know before. Then you're going to go to my Twitter feed. Why? Because I'm important. I'm kind of a big deal. You're good enough. You're smart enough, and doggone it, people like you. (laughs) I'm kind of a big deal on Twitter. You're going to go to at Duh Project, D U H Project. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You're going to go see Cody, and you know why? Because his information's always solid. (laughs) And he is at Oddball, which is O D D B A 1149. And then if you want a different perspective, you're going to go to Tim Drew. I, I was at, hoping for a, a perspective from, like, the other side of the world. Yeah, because, because they see things differently, and they say things differently, and they put use where there shouldn't be. But they do it. <laughs> right? Am I right? They do it, and they do it well. Yep. Tim Drew so from the UK? Talk, you're going to go talk to, to Sanction, and he is at S-A-N-X-I-O-N, at Sanction. Then you're going to go and you're going to read all that information. You're going to take it in Mm -hmm, and you're mm going to say, I need to review these guys on iTunes. (laughs) Yeah, you do. And so you're going to look us up on iTunes or what the hipsters call Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Then after you leave us a review, a positive one, (laughs) you're going to email us at podcast at pixelguiding.com. You're going to give us some feedback because we really want that. I love it, Eric. There you go. You can also be a patron of this show by going to patreon.com and throwing a few bucks our way. We really appreciate it. And uh, as a little thank you, we like to go ahead and list all of our Patreons on the show. But we like to do it in our own unique way. And so I got out my random adjective generator. And this time we're getting a little funky. Oh, yeah. Those cats down at the Pixel Gaiden podcast, they really know how to do it. But we couldn't do it without your help. That's why I want to thank all of you guys, starting with the Windy Tim Drew, mm. the Peaceful Jim Tessier, and the aspiring Henrik Lothal. Don't you dare forget about the nimble Gary Heather, the subsequent Dustin Newell, and the super duper fly Matthew Ackerman. We wouldn't be worth a hill of beans without the wise Daniel James, the nauseating Josh Malone, and even the snobbish Eric Sandgren. That wasn't nice. I'm sorry. Also, the mysterious David Vincent, 
dangerous 10-minute Amiga retrocast, and the hard David Motorland. Lastly, we want to thank our boy, the vivacious Roy Fielding, the prickly Mr. Toast, and the coherent Team Gray all the way. Yes. Yay! Yes. You guys who make the magic happen for Pixel Guide N with your monetary <laughs> injections. <laughs> now we appreciate it. <laughs> we really appreciate it. No, it also uh, it it helps you guys because it allows us to buy more beer, which makes us that much more entertaining. Help us help you. Help us get intoxicated so we can help you it's a better show when we've had a couple (laughs) speaking of which i'm cracking open a full sail amber organs original this is the one you provided yeah i just happened to have it in my fridge erica dropped by this morning dropped off a couple of beers so that we could drink these on the show and i had a couple of this one to uh to partake as well don't worry people i had a full hazmat suit on uh, yes, we actually, it was a full-on E.T. style, and um, we phoned home. So, That's right. So this is Reese's Pieces Ale. No, it's a, a Full Sail Amber. It's made by Full Sail Brewery in Oregon. I don't know what else to, sell, to say about full it. So, and I didn't know that they were in Oregon, but yeah. Yeah, Hood River, Oregon. All right. Uh, hold on, let me pour it so we can do our cheers and do this appropriate here. Okay. Cheers in five, four, three, two, one. Cheers. I mean, tink. All right. Take a sip. Let me know what you think about that bad boy. Um, No errata this month because that is on the first episode. Yeah. But we will, uh, we're going to get Tim Drew on the, on the blower here in just a little bit. I liked it. What, what did you say? You said there was like errata and feedback, but then you, there was a third thing you said, and I really liked that. We got to add that. What was it? Um, God, you said a word that I was like, yeah, we got to add that to that. Eric's dog and pony show? I don't know. No, 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 no. I don't know. Errata feedback and I don't know. All right. Listener, feed, listener feedback? No, no, it was something else. I'll, I'll think about it later. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to grind the whole Oh, my the gosh. All awkward for our listeners yeah. now. Hey, how, hey, how's that beer? How was that sip of beer for you? It's smooth. It, so this one is uh, it's good. It's got a good mouthfeel. It's more of a traditional amber. On our last show, uh, we had an amber you provided. The Boont. The which Anderson from Valley Boont. Anderson Valley Boont. And to me, it almost tasted like a nut brown ale, which I love nut yeah. brown ales. Um, this is good. So this one this one is uh, is smoother. It, it's easier to drink. It it doesn't it doesn't have a ton of flavor. I yeah. Which to me you know what I mean? which to me ambers are more that way. Yeah. Okay. Um <clears throat> yeah um I, i'll be honest i prefer since we just had the boot i prefer the boot but that's because i love this isn't bad this isn't bad at all it, it's like yeah. when i don't like beers it's because there's an odd flavor or it's um it's there's something just unsettling about it but this one is actually smooth i mean it's, it's clean and drink. crisp yep. and um yep. a little nuttiness but yeah definitely not 
It's a bit nutty. It's a bit nutty. All right. I'm ready to rate it. How about you? I'm ready. I'll um, let you pick the rating system there. Well, it's a full sale beer. So how about out of 20 schooners? <laughs> <laughs> jibs. I like the cut Ooh, of your jib. Out of <laughs> <laughs> so a schooner would be a full point and a, and a cut of your jib would be a half point. So what do you, <laughs> out of 20 schooners, what are you feeling? Out of 20 schooners. Um, do you want me to go first here? Yeah. I like this one a lot. I'm going to pick, I'm going to say, I'm going to say 15 out of 20 schooners. Okay. I'm going to, I think I might like it a little more than you. I'm going to say 16 schooners and one jib. Okay. So there you go. I, um, I was such a, I'm such a nerdy kid. I used to go around saying, I like the cut of your jib. And, and no one responded, but it didn't stop you from trying it 20 more times. Yeah, they didn't know what the hell I was talking about. Yeah, I've heard that. I mean, I've heard that on multiple things. It's a, yeah, me it's too. A thing. I, mean, I, I had to have heard it when I was a kid because I said it when I was a kid. Is but that, it must have been in some story I read. Is that like the American version of, that's a Bobby Dazzler? <laughs> probably. probably. <laughs> Although I doubt it's American. That's too sophisticated. Cut your jib. <laughs> I don't know. It sounds, sounds like sailor speak. Probably supposed to start it with an F-bomb and finish it with an S-bomb, but hey. <laughs> um, we're done with that. So how about we go ahead and uh, we got we got some time until Tim wakes up. How about we yeah. jump right into a, a little system battle, shall we? Yep, let's do it. Battle of the systems. <laughs> All right, Eric, this battle was brought to you by me. Yeah, you picked it. So I think we we both agree that action RPGs are one of our favorite genres. Yeah, I agree. I, I like them so much better than turn-based um, 2D games, I guess like, I should say. Like the turn-based RPGs, like the J- JRPGs? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a yeah. Final Fantasy on like a two like the old school Final Fantasy. I like the action ones much better. Yeah, um, I've I'm, I think this might be my favorite genre of game. I uh, I I played these two and the genre game of all like of yeah, shmups and everything? I really like it. I really okay. like action RPGs. That's um, fair. I, I like action RPGs too. I love them. I mean, you tell me about some of my favorite games of all time and all the East <clears throat> games come to mind and um, yeah. Oof. Uh, Final Fantasy. Man, that, that new Yeez game, you got to play that sometime. Hopefully, you'll find it cheap somewhere on Switch, like the physical version. I love that. Yeah, I mean that's only one of very few I have not played. So, um, but I did. Yeah, I looked you, at it. You'll it, love it. Yeah, I, I'm excited about it. Anyways, so you could call this a battle of the eight bit RPG action RPGs, or you can call it battle of the Zelda clones. But basically. I wanted to play some games. It's an excuse for me to play games I've been wanting to play for a long time. Right. Um, can we? Uh, should we? Can we back up one bit? Just sure. In case anybody doesn't know. Thank you. Explain to me what the difference between an action RPG and a JRPG and a regular turn-based RPG. Explain the difference that the action one brings to the table. I mean, action RPG is first and foremost an action game. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, there's some variants to it, but typically you'd think of a game like Zelda or uh, um, I'm totally blanking on the name, the uh, Secret of Mana, uh, mm-hmm. is, and they're usually top down, mm-hmm. although that is not required. But it's a game where it's in real time. You're running around and attacking 
basically almost like top down on a map you're attacking characters and things and going to different areas and then there's usually towns that you can go into and spend money on shops to upgrade weaponry um a lot of times there's your character has levels and when it kills enough enemies it gets enough experience points to gain levels and when you gain a level uh all your stats go up a little more and there's usually areas of the map that if you go into, you'll get destroyed until you get to a high enough level to be able to enter that area safely and deal with those monsters. Um, action RPG. To me, yeah, and to me, the, the the one mechanic that sets it apart from other RPGs is immediately when you face an enemy, it doesn't go into a turn-based kind of menu system, battle system. That'd be, yeah, between a, a JRPG, if you will, or a turn-based RPG and an action RPG, you... Yeah, correct. So in action one, literally on the overworld screen, I guess is what you would say, you would be swinging your sword and fighting things real time, more like an arcade style game versus when you hit an enemy, you jump into like a weird turn based mini game pictures and then you got to navigate the menus. And, and there's a lot of tricks in there too, like time based ones that have a clock that runs and et cetera, et cetera. But it, it doesn't stop the battle. You're it. There's it's action. You got to swing your sword. You hit the button. It's more of like an arcade style, which I like better because then you're more involved in it. You're not just picking menu items. Yeah. And a lot of those turn-based games, you end up um, going to areas and trying to, you know, uh, what do they call it? Farm points, or farm mm-hmm. experience, grinding, grinding. There you go. We're just going there and you hit a over and over and over and over again. You basically are sitting there like on your phone doing something else while you're hitting a, trying to get through battles and not that there's not grinding in action RPGs. Cause boy, there is, there's a, there is grinding, but it's, uh, <laughs> but, it is, but it's a different involved. kind of grinding. Yes. And it's definitely not grinding in the battle system, which I appreciate. And, um, I like action ones more because it just seems like it's, it, it involves the player more and it's more of a game. I mean, it's more of like, a, I don't know, just more involved, I guess. Yeah. So anyway, so, I just want to make that clear because I, it wasn't that long ago. I didn't know the difference. I was like, well, what are you talking about? Okay. Fair enough. So, um, anyway. so I picked a couple of games and, uh, you know, if you want to call this battle of the Zelda clones, the reason we picked, I picked these games, um, is on the NES, you had Zelda. That was the, the huge hit action RPG game. Um, so what other eight bit systems were out there at the time? Well, there was the Sega master system. And there was the TurboGrafx-16, or overseas, the PC Engine. And they each had Zelda clones. In fact, they each had a couple. But uh, I focused on these two. Um, one of them is Govelius Valley of Doom for the Sega Master System. And the other one I chose is Newtopia 2 on the PC Engine. Now, Eric, ask yourself, why did I choose Newtopia 2 and not Newtopia 1? That's a good question. I would assume that Newtopia 1, if I remember right, mm-hmm, is it mm-hmm. kind of a slightly different game, right? Uh, no. I mean, physically, no? No. So uh, why did you pick the novel- Newtopia 2? Because I've already played all the way through Newtopia 1, and I loved it, oh. and I wanted to play Newtopia 2. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, the funny thing is I was looking for a reason to play Newtopia 2 as well. Did you already play all the way? Th- I know you started Newtopia 1. You didn't finish it, though, before. I don't think I finished it, but I got a pretty good way through it, probably about yeah. halfway through. Yeah. Yeah. So let's start with Govelius. Okay. Uh, r- released on the Sega Master System, obviously as a uh, Zelda uh, competitor. Yep. And 
really quick, uh, I'll touch on this before we get too far. This started, I believe, as an MSX game. Yeah. And then it was ported to the Master System, but upgraded. Mm-hmm. And then that upgraded port was more or less ported back to the MSX2. Now, the MSX2 the is MSX. a Japanese-only super com- or, um, supercomputer, microcomputer. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, so I saw all three of those. I mean, I didn't load them up, but I looked at videos of the MSX and the MSX2 version. Yeah. And you're right. Like, the Sega Master fits in between. Yep. Because um, the MSX2 version looked pretty good. And we'll, we can touch on it at the end. I went ahead and played them all. <laughs> okay. But uh, Sega Master System. So, uh, look, go ahead and start, Eric. I, I, I assume everybody who's listened to the show has listened to Z- or has played Zelda, for the most part. Yeah. Um, so, I, I don't have any problem comparing this to Zelda or saying, uh, here's how it differs from Zelda. But how would you describe Govelius? Well, the first thing that's pretty shocking about Covelius is that when you first start the game, it is a side view where you're walking through this tunnel trying to get through the through it by killing things. But immediately when you're going through it, you realize you can't go backwards. You just <laughs> you can you can go backwards, but you can't face backwards. So you're kind of like walking backwards and walking forward. And I found that very unsettling. Yep. The sprite and absolutely only faces forward and cannot, even when you push backwards, you can't attack backwards. You still attack forwards. That's right. Um, I didn't find that fun. I didn't find that fun at all. <laughs> but I got through it. You go through it and then you well, get back. I want to stop in there real quick because when I first yeah, yeah, loaded please. this up, mm-hmm. I instantly said, oh, shoot, this is not what I thought it was. Me too. And I was Me like, too. shoot, Cody, yeah. what do you do? Everyone's already played it and blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, okay, well, maybe this is like Zelda 2, which is famously a side That's a, right. action RPG, which is side view. One of very few. Anyways, continue. No, yeah, and that's a good point, because Zelda 2 was like that, and I've never played Zelda 2, because I looked at that, and I, th- I said, I don't want to play this. <laughs> Fair enough. So I never played I never played Zelda 2. But you say you have a um, bias against that type of game, Eric? It just it wasn't fun to me. I didn't <laughs> like it. I don't know. So anyway, I did get through that part, and then you go to an overworld part where your goal, it's it's very just regular action RPG. You're killing things by, by um, swinging your sword. And then when you clear the monsters on each screen, because it is a flip screen, so it doesn't scroll. It just flips screen to the next. So when you go off the right side, it just flips to a new tile, I guess you would say. Yep, just like Zelda. Yep. But when you clear, well, the interesting about the thing about this game is when you clear a screen a little hole pops open like a tunnel or whatever. And you go in there and you meet a new citizen or character in the game. Sometimes they just give you information. Sometimes they give you just crappy information. That's nonsensical. (laughs) And sometimes they actually, there'll be a shopkeeper that'll sell you things or give you, give you a weapon or armor or whatever. Um, And then your goal is to get through that. And then, um, get to a boss. Now there are other screens where it is almost like a shmup, right? I mean, is that the way you would describe it, Cody? It's yeah. like a yep. scrolling world where you're the character, but the world keeps scrolling down. It's, it's, absolute, it's absolutely a vertical shmup. 
It's just hard yeah. to think of it that way, kind of, because you're on foot. But it, it is. It's a vertical shmup. Yeah, and there have been shmups where you're a character on foot or you're flying or whatever, and some of them are actually really good. I mean, none, none are coming to mind right now, but... Elemental Master on the Genesis, one of my favorites. Yeah, so... So the, those are the three modes, though, pretty much, right? There's the side side view, yep, top down like a normal Zelda, and then but, the shmup. But kind ultimately, of view. I'd say it's ninety percent traditional top down action RPG. I would say so. Yeah. Now, one thing I found very interesting: um, you mentioned how you on each screen, each flip one of the flip screens, essentially, there's mm-hmm. a hidden hole in the ground. Correct. And you said when you clear the screen, the hole opens up, but that's not technically true there's a different um something different you have to do on each screen to open up that hole but you don't know what it is until you've done it (laughs) right so on some screens literally kill one one um uh enemy and these enemies regenerate constantly by the way regardless of what screen you're on they constantly regenerate uh so like right now we're looking at he's in a forest with these blue snakes and uh you can see the hole is not opening for him yet now he just flipped over to another screen. There's bees and snakes. And if that I remember that correctly, you can kill two enemies and the hole will open up in the ground so you can go talk to somebody. And uh, so now these... And there might be, for example, this opening screen. There's nine flip screens that all combine to make one area. And you have to kill enough characters to get gold to save up enough money to buy what they call Bibles for 500 right. gold each. You buy a Bible, and that raises the max amount of gold you can carry, because you start with only, like, 500 gold that you can carry before, I guess, it's too heavy for you, or your bag's not big enough, and you just leave it on the I, ground. I don't know. I forgot what they call them, but, yeah, they're Bibles, and you buy those, and they it, they just almost, like, increase the amount you can carry, right? Like, yep. But for gold. And then, um, so you try to build that up until you can get enough ability to carry gold to collect enough gold to buy... Um, either a shield or a sword or some kind of thing, all kinds of stuff to help you power up. Um, and then, yeah, the like one, you, go ahead. If the one thing I'd like to say is that one thing that's pretty neat about the inventory system is that when you get a new weapon or you get enough gold to buy a new weapon or whatever, it just arms it for you. you like, you don't have, there's no inventory screen in Govelius. Like you just, it just arms. You can, you can see an inventory screen, but you can't change weapons or anything like that. <laughs> It literally just arms what you have. I laugh right? because it's funny to how much you hate micromanaging, and some yeah, some I, people absolutely love that stuff. I but don't. To you, that's a huge plus. I get it. I get it. Yeah, yeah. Um, here, here, and showing on the screen right now is the shmups section, which is pretty cool. I, I. So the the, <laughs> the one thing I didn't like about it is the you sword trapped very easily. So yeah, it's scrolling vertically, but if you take the wrong path. You don't have enough yep. time to go back to the right path, and you usually get pushed off the screen. Now, it's funny, because you don't die. You just pop out of the hole and have to go back in to start the shmup screen over again. Right. So um, you just have to remember the right path, the right forks to take. And it's, there's so many little details that they I think they just were lazy on. They're like, whatever, that's what the game is. Yeah. Uh, so, for example, in the shmup level, I don't know why your sword doesn't attack straight ahead of you. It attacks at like a 20-degree angle slightly to the left. That's right. That's what yeah. she said. I don't. I. <laughs> I, I kind of hang a little to the left. So it's I, the I weirdest thing, and um, I'm trying to derail us so we don't get our PG-13. Uh, <laughs> it's the weirdest thing to me. And then here, now, now he's at the boss. This is the boss, yeah. And the at the boss now, the the sword attacks in front of him. Also, now that he's at the boss, at the end of the shmup level, 
he can now attack left to right up and down where the smoke part he couldn't it's That's really right. all these really weird like it's almost like they had three different programmers programming different parts of the game and they kind of smushed them together at the end right um but it works okay mm-hmm. um so anyways after you beat that boss uh, the money grubbing witch goes, "Cool, you just beat the boss. Now I'll sell you the magical crystal you need five of to beat the game uh, for a whole bunch more money. So grind a bunch more." There's a lot of grinding in this game. A lot of grinding. <laughs> um, and then at that point, the magical boulder opens up, and now you can leave this area of the game and go into the next area. Um, so let's come back to that real quick. The we started mm-hmm. with this forest area. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, there's your uh, scantily clad uh, fairies in this game, like every Japanese game. Um, of course. Of course there is. And you start in this forest area, and then the next area uh, is like a desert area with like hedgehogs that are like porcupines that can attack you. Um, the boss... Yeah. <laughs> the boss in this game, uh, or in the first level here, was a giant bat. Um, That's right. The next one was... Um, uh, this like for some reason it was like a yeti even though it was in the forest um and then uh, there's so much to say about this game there really is a lot um there's snake creatures that attack you there are flying things in all different levels bees bats um crows eventually um the third area and we won't go further than that but was this um a graveyard it's kind of a spooky forest graveyard kind of a thing Okay. Um, you didn't get that far, I can tell, because you're saying, I, okay, I not. Not, not yes. I reached the third level, at the third area, and then I didn't proceed. Okay. Music was okay. I, I couldn't tell you what the song is right now. I just, it's okay. Yeah. Um, I didn't have any complaints about the sound. Yeah. So, <laughs> one big plus and one big minus I'll go into. Um, the big plus, the, first of all, the graphics are really nice. Um, cutesy. Mostly in the top-down stuff, the side-scrolling stuff, not as much, which is weird. For the master system, they were good graphics. Yep. The, yeah, they're they're nice and rounded and cartoony, and mm-hmm. uh, they did their job well. There um, was some flickering, like when a lot of because you got to admit this game is pretty fast-paced. It's fast action, lots of sprites on the screen at one time. Um, at times, there could be some sprite flicker. Yeah, I mean, you experience that, right? Um, you know, honestly, overall, I, honestly, I didn't really notice it. Smooth. Okay. Um, here's an, uh, two huge negatives. First, what? First of all, it's a password save system. Oh yeah, and the passwords horrible. are crazy long. <laughs> so and, I will tell you that I played this with save states. So, I, I didn't even play this. I didn't even pull out my real master system. I played it on save states. So I played this with my real master system. We'll talk a little bit more about that in catching up. Um, so here's, that would be nice. Here's my issue is I played this like the game was intended. The password mm-hmm. saves, pain of the butt to put in. However, when you die, you can just say continue and it will basically load that password for you. Um, okay. here's the problem. Even though you continue and you're already, let's say, I don't know, eight hours into the game like I was, even though you hit continue, you start with all your equipment, all your stats, all your money, everything you've completed, but you start at the very first screen of the game again. The very first screen? Yes. Oh, wow. So, now, 
what that means is I, I missed that using save states. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I feel you like did. An idiot. <laughs> and so w- what that means is not that you have to like beat the first boss and the second boss and all that stuff again. Everything is unlocked still, but you literally have to climb up the entire map all the way down. I made it to the fourth area. I made it past the graveyard to the fourth area, and I have to walk through everything, like literally thirty screens to get back to where I died. And half the time, I died trying to get back to where I died. That's not good. And that's not cool. That was what ultimately stopped me from continuing. I would say the game is fun. I'd say uh, the action is pretty fun. Um, the side scrolling is pretty weak. The shmup levels were actually pretty fun. Um, they were they were fun, but frustrating. I got stuck in a number of the chambers because I went the wrong way, and then you got to start again and. It, the that, shmup part was okay. Yeah. Um, the hardest... I mean, there's a lot of enemies that you almost had no way to fight off. Um, which would be fine if, when you died, you kind of went back to somewhere near there again. Right. And so that just kind of killed it for me. I did do a lot of grinding on this. Um, I actually enjoyed the fact that you have to kind of go all over the place. You kind of scope out the entire area to figure out who's selling what, how much money you get there you need to get there, um, how many Bibles you're going to need to find to be able to hold that much money to collect it to get there. Like, It's all grindy, yeah. um, but it's not like I'm going to go to this one screen, hit this button over and over and over and over again grindy. It's actively like, all right, here's, I have to do this, and then I have to do this, and now I'm going to go do this to come back here to, to achieve the, the goal. It's almost questy without actually right. being a quest. Um, yeah. The humor in this game is hilarious. Did you see some of the things the uh, witch tells yeah. you? Yeah. Like uh, when you try to buy something and you don't have enough money, like yeah. she calls you a moron. So I do appreciate that. Um, all right. So let's go ahead and give this game a score unless there's anything else you want to say about it. No, I, I mean, I think you covered everything. I think you got much further in this game than I did. Um, I I really wanted to beat it. And I went back and played this again after putting about eight hours into it. I went and played and played all the way through Newtopia 2. Came back to this one and immediately ran the same issues. And I said, I just can't um, without save states. The save state thing is flawed. If they could ever remaster this game or whatever and just have like regular save areas or, or something, it would just totally save this game, make it so much better. There are some things I really like in this game, but... That that's rough. I mean, I played it with save states, so I didn't really see that 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 much. You know what I mean? I mean, I got through without any problems because I just use save states. But if you, if I had had this on the, I think about sometimes when I play these games and we, we're doing this battle of the systems, I try to think of if I was a kid with the Sega Master System and I was playing this game back when. You know what I mean? And this game would have been an awesome RPG. It would have made, like, I would have, like, when we had the the playground battles, like, where we're talking about the games we had. Yeah, yep. Like, I'd be like, well, you got Zelda, but I got this. I, I got, got Govelius. And so much better. I got this and I got that. Um, but, yeah. So, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't have much more to add. I just have, uh, I, in this type of game, I sometimes think that the, the weaknesses outweigh the strengths, unfortunately, for this one. Okay, so if you were going to give it a score out of, hmm, yep, uh, forty, uh, slightly to the left, blue snakes. 
<laughs> All right, but you got to make the you got to make the next Newtopia has got forty of something, but because we got to compare apples uh, yeah, to apples. No, that's here, true. But, that's true. Okay. 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 So forty is fine. Forty. Forty swords to the left. <laughs> blue snakes. Okay, blue snakes to the left, slightly twenty degrees to the left. Yes. Um, <clears throat> why don't you go first? I will give it a twenty-five. So, for, so you uh, said forty. Right? I'm gonna give it, yeah, yeah, twenty-five. I'm gonna give. it I want to give it so much more. I really want to. Yeah, I'm gonna give it twenty-one. Oof, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's slightly <clears throat> better than half, but it's like it's. I gotta admit, I, I wish they would have just left out the side scrolling and, and even the shmup part, because it wasn't that much fun. See, I wish I they would just would have made the the RPG stuff the the regular view much if they could have enhanced that in in lieu of those other two modes i i think i could have enjoyed it a lot more yeah i i honestly i i think i enjoyed those for what they were and since they were only like 10% of the gameplay i enjoyed them um that didn't do anything for me uh, to to hamper it i actually think that those were positives but let me ask you a question about it that i didn't get to um Later in the game, are there any kind of projectile weapons, or is it all swords? Um, no, all swords. Yeah, that was one killer for me. Is we're going to talk about Utopia Two in a minute, but the thing I love about Utopia Two is you could switch to a, a projectile weapon. There were different weapons for different scenarios. Yeah, and I love that part. Yeah, this was a little more shallow that way. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So anyway, um, that's that's just my two cents. Because we this is a battle, so I want I need to compare them. No, I gotcha, I gotcha, right? I gotcha. And uh, we'll we'll talk about Nutopia two in a minute, but that you always were stuck with a sword. Yeah, you could get a more powerful sword, more powerful armor, shields, and stuff. But I, I wanted something more. I wanted uh, it, it got a little monotonous with the same type of weapons and the same and the grinding and the constant grinding. Okay. So okay. So for me, if this game had fixed the save issue. It would be a solid yes. 30 out of 40 for me. It would have been a solid C and I would have played all the way through and I would have enjoyed it for what it was. And, um, yeah. that was the main thing for me. It's just, it wasn't the, the interface, I guess it was flawed. Um, gotcha. now really quick, I'll go back and take two, two things. One, this game mm-hmm. was made by the same team that went on to make uh, guardian legend for the NES. Yeah. Which is one of my Compiled. favorite games. Right, the compile made it. Well, not just yeah, but all yeah, but also the same team, um, yeah. which makes sense because because that was a game which was an action RPG on the NES with uh, huge. It was half action RPG, half shmup levels. Right, and I love that game. <laughs> I yeah. absolutely did. It kinda, I like it too. It honestly did have a similar feel though, where it was kind of like half baked, kind of like this was. Um, yeah. Which you know, I'd prefer it be full baked, but it didn't it stayed fresh. So I thought that was interesting. So I did go back and I played the original MSX version. Yeah. Which looks a lot worse, but I, I didn't play it. So how does it play? It is a better game. Really? It is fun. Uh, I started playing that for the fun of it and I ended up playing like two and a half hours of it straight. And I'm like, okay, I have to come back to this cause I need to get back to playing the one we're actually playing for the show. The graphics are definitely weaker, but, um, I mean, it's a completely different game as far as what levels are there. Uh, really? The side-scrolling stuff works better. Um, the controls are tighter. Uh, it's just more fun. I don't know what to tell you. It's, it's, I liked it a lot better. And, That's um, interesting. 
I did not try the MSX2 version, which is the remake of the remake, uh, but I looked some information up on that, and even that one actually has different layouts in this game. So essentially, they're three different games. So if you really like action RPGs like I do, I might go back and try to finish the MSX one first, and I might give the MSX2 one a shot. That's interesting. I am done with the Master System. I just saw a video, a YouTube video of the MSX version of the first, you know, the first MSX. And I was like, meh, this looks worse. Oh, I don't better. know. You know I fun. didn't really watch too much of the gameplay, but it, if, if you're telling me it's better, that might be one way to more enjoy the game. It's quicker. It's tighter action. It's, and it doesn't add any of the stuff you, you missed. So if that really bothers you, not being able to shoot things or whatever. Yeah. That's not going to be there, but I just think it's a no, better package. It. It's it's. I'm going to go back and play more of that. It's really good. Cool. And the MSX2 version actually looks the best of all of them. It does. It's actually gets kind of dark, too, It's which is interesting, because the graphics on the Master System are these kind of rounded, cutesy, colorful characters. Yeah. And the MSX2 kind of keeps that style, but makes everything kind of darker and more gritty and more real. I don't but know if you noticed that. If they, if they fixed some of the gameplay stuff and they... They smoothed it out on the MSX2 version. That might be the ultimate one to play. Let me. Uh, I'm going to show you something real quick. Um, if you go, if anybody wants to ever check this out, I love this site. I don't know if we've ever talked about the Hardcore Gamer. So hmm. the website is called HardcoreGaming101.net. Um, I pulled up the Govelius page here. So, so you can see the Sega Master System version here. It's small, yeah. but see the yep. big the big cartoon bat. Mm-hmm. And then here's the MSX2 version. It's kind of hard to see the bat there, but you can see it's more of a um, still cartoony. Like it's more in an arena too, right? Yeah, and the bat, but the bat's more like a cartoon version of a real bat rather than like the big old goofy cartoon character eyes of the Master System version. Yeah, I mean they're completely different. Right. It's also a little smaller. Anyways, uh, I love this website. By the way, if you guys ever want to learn about anything. Here's a, a comparison of all the screenshots, MSX Master System and comp and the uh, MSX2. And then if you scroll down here, there's an interesting fun fact, too. Here's all the overworld maps. Look how different right. the colors on the overworld maps look. Yeah. <laughs> They're completely different. So, you know how when we played, um, we really liked Aleste? Yes. And then for the uh, Six Good Games Gaiden edition, we played Aleste Gaiden, or I, I talked about it. Uh, yeah. And it was like a uh, spin-off of Aleste, but they put it in MSX magazines, the digital you know magazines they'd play on the computers. Right. Well, they did that stuff a lot on the MSX, and so a game came out for the MSX2 in 1989 called Supercooks. And it was released on one of those magazine things, and look at, look at Supercooks. Yeah, it's pretty much Govelius, but with... Uh... They changed the hair color of the of the of Kalesis. That's his name. Oh uh, yeah, yeah the, the main character, and you're Kalesis. fighting fighting peppers and pancakes and stuff. And then you'll notice even the first boss or this boss is the same. It's just wearing a um, a what do you call that? A, um, like an apron. Apron. <laughs> yeah. And then they even have the side scrolling levels where you're jumping over cakes. <laughs> ah, Japan. Anyways. All right, moving on to our second game of our battle, Eric. All right. Utopia 2. 2, yeah. So how would you describe this game? Well, first of all, 
this was a game I was looking forward to playing. Um, mm-hmm. I, I just haven't had time to really play it. So I was definitely excited to do this one. So this one is pretty much a top-down style overworld game. Um, this one, I, I will say, is a much more um, in line with being a a clone of Zelda, right? I mean, wouldn't you say that? Yeah, absolutely. Almost everything about this game is like Zelda. Like, I mean, even the way the, like, look at the top, like where the, where your weapons are in the, yeah, in, yeah, the yeah. in the view, like the one and two, um, and even the inventory system, things like that. It, it amazes me that, I mean, this is so much like a Zelda game, but in my opinion, and this is probably going to get us some hate mail. Uh, you and I, I already talked about this, I think. I think Newtopia 2 does it better than Zelda. I think I mean, Newtopia I, 1 and 2 do it better than Zelda. Yeah. Um, I, I The graphics on Newtopia 2, I think, are better than Zelda. The gameplay is better. It's smoother. The effects they use are better. Um, I love the different type of weapons, like the boomerang that you get. Um, the one thing I did find interesting was, though, th- it wasn't one of the themes in Golvelius and this Natopia 2 about getting an herb to save somebody. I don't remember that in Golvelius, no. Oh, maybe that was maybe that was Zelda and this one. That could be, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I just find that's pretty... It's just a weird trope that they use in both of these games. Um, well, it's funny because every RPG, fantasy or otherwise, starts the same way where you wake up in your bed. Yeah, And that's either true. your mom or your girlfriend have to come in and tell you, hey, the world is at at war and you need to leave yep <laughs> i remember playing earthbound and like it was the same deal like why is that? i'm always just getting out of bed <laughs> i need to play earthbound that looks good well it's a fun one i love that one and, and the, the thing is with earthbound you need to play with the um the magazine supplement make sure you download the pdf because you'll never find the real one unless you want to pay hundreds of dollars but yeah yeah the 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 supplement that came with it is essential for enjoying the game. So make sure you get that. Gotcha. But anyway, um, so anyway, right. this is, it's like, if you know Zelda, you know, Nidopia too. It's kind of the same kind of deal, same kind of mechanics. Um, but I did love it. I, I love the mechanic. I love the boomerang, the projectile weapons. You can switch to your sword easily. You have bombs that you can use. Um, it, it, I don't know what else to say about it. What, what what are your thoughts on this? So again, it's got a very it feels like a turbo graphics game. It yep. controls super well, super smooth, no flickering, nothing. Nope. Um t- tight action, perfect hit detection, nice colorful rounded sprites, way and again, I know we're competi- comparing to the originator, but way sharper, cleaner, better looking graphics than Zelda. Mm-hmm. Um what my biggest complaint about Zelda <clears throat> and where I had the least fun with it is that you have this huge map all wide open to you and you're like, all right, you're supposed to go find pieces of the Triforce and you had like no idea where to go. And I guess when that was your only game, you could spend hours and hours searching around for nothing. But this game kind of focuses you and leads you down a path. You'll, you're kind it of does. locked out of areas and mm-hmm. every time you go into the, one of these cave walls and talk to somebody, 
they kind of tell you either some kind of hint like, hey, you should probably head like northeast of here because there's an old man who's kind of grumpy about something. And you go see the old man. He's like, yeah, I'm grumpy because I can't find this. So you know what to do every time. You don't get lost. If you quit and come back two months later, you're not going to be surprised. Like, I don't know where to start anymore. Um, It also has the thing where if you kill all the enemies on the screen, a little staircase pops open. You can go down and visit somebody. It is a little infuriating that more than half of the people you talk to are just there for flavor text. It's just NPCs, like, just (laughs) telling you, like, random stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But very varied characters that you have to fight against. Like, right now we're looking at flowers that open up into mouths that are trying Mm -hmm. to bite you. Yep. Um, So one main mechanic in this game is, is, like you said, the bombs. And you're going to have to um, bomb things in walls to open up holes that you can go into to talk to people but they're obvious they're not hidden um you eventually earn powers like a wand that can shoot fire and that fire when you're at full health um makes this big old trail of fire that stays around for a while and does damage to enemies if your health gets lower the firepower gets lower now you're just kind of spitting singular fireballs at them right it's always very effective Mm -hmm. um what was interesting about this game is in regards to Newtopia 1, now that we're comparing that, is you can actually attack on diagonals now, which you couldn't in Newtopia 1. Right. Um, but it didn't come in that much handy, but it, it helped from time to time. Yeah, I thought it helped tremendously. And um, I, 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 the, it just, this game felt more, uh, I don't know how to explain it, more tight. And I guess that's probably because it's the TurboGrafx-16, right? I mean, a lot of the games felt like it. there's probably a lot more resources when you're building a game, right? I mean, it, maybe you, you kind of have to give it to the platform. Like, it, there was a kind of a maybe more to, to, to play with with the TurboGrafx-16, but I love the graphics in this game. I thought the graphics were, were, were top-notch. I never felt confused about the landscape or anything like that. Just seemed to be a very tight game, like you were saying. And so compared to, to Govelius, this is a game where when you go underground, you ta- you, you enter a dungeon. Um, you get to these dungeons, and there's eight total dungeons you have to defeat to beat the game, which is very Zelda. And, but they are dungeons where you kind of have to go into all these rooms and clear all the enemies to get to other rooms, and um, you have to find secret walls you have to bomb. Um but you have to collect, you know, the right sword and the right shield and then the right... You can also get a map that will show you all the areas in the dungeon so you don't miss anything. And you finally get to the final boss in the dungeon. I mean, very Zelda. Right. Hey, one thing, one complaint I have about the game is you said it was kind of obvious where to put the bombs to blow open walls. Mm-hmm. I didn't find that obvious at all. In the dungeons, I- no. In the dungeons, no. Okay. So that's what you meant. Okay. Because in the dungeons, I was just placing bombs... And I, I will. I'm going to totally admit to this. I cheated using save states, so I'd place oh. bombs against walls, and then they blow up and not open up secret rooms. You're a terrible. And then person. I just go back to my save state. I just load the last <laughs> one, so I wouldn't waste all my bombs looking around for for crap. Yeah, but, Dude, but the thing it wasn't is, obvious at all where to place the bombs to find the secret rooms to go into. Yeah, I, I don't. I disagree. I mean. So, first of all, if you run out of bombs, you start killing enemies, they give you bombs. So, I'm not too okay. worried about running out of bombs. But what? But essentially, you go into a dungeon. Once you get the map yeah. of the dungeon, it'll show you where all the rooms are. So, you immediately just go, okay, well, 
there is no room in this weird spot for some reason. There's I'll no way to, to get to that area. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll go to that room and bomb the wall. It, you know, there's three rooms next to it. I'll bomb the walls. And okay. it, they open up. I mean, it, it that's fair up. because I use save states. None of my things ever drop bombs. Oh, okay. none of the enemies because <laughs> okay. right because I had a full complement of bombs all the time. So all right. I, I I cheated there, so I deserve what I got. <laughs> the music in this was really catchy. Oh, very I, I, catchy! In fact, I was when I was playing this, I was like humming this all day long. Yep, and it was cool because um, I don't know if you noticed. There's a few areas like the villages where the music was always the same, but the music changed as you upgraded your swords. Yep. Every time I got a new sword, the music would change, and instantly, ten minutes later, you'd be uh, humming that song. Now. Yep. Um, I don't know. It's such a good game. There's also these kind of puzzle rooms inside the dungeons where you have to push a certain block the right way. Um, so there's that's, some some puzzle elements to it. That's ones with the diagonal blocks. Like there's a diagonal row of blocks, and you have to find which one to push to the left, and then a room, a, a door will open, and you yeah. kind of have to remember those. Yeah. And then you go to all kinds of different habitats. Of course, you start in a forest. You end up underwater at one point. There's a snow mountain, snow level with yetis. You yep. go all over the place, but it guides you, and uh, you can kind of see your progress because, um, I don't know, it, it's it's such a good game. Now, that being said, um, one thing that I noticed while playing this, I'm like, I, I'm enjoying this, I really like it, but it doesn't have that, like, I need to get right back to it feel that Newtopia 1 did. Hmm. And so I was like, maybe I'm just kind of burnt out on it. So I loaded up Newtopia 1, and I, I, I like Newtopia 1 better. Really? I, I can't put a finger on why. Um, okay. But I'd say they're both very close. It's kind of like comparing different Mega Mans for me. They're all amazing. I don't need to pick which one's the worst. But um, there we go. Utopia. I kind of, and I really enjoyed the inventory system in this one. Like I said, in Galvelius, there really isn't an inventory system. You just get what you get, and it mm-hmm. equips whatever you is the best that you have. Um. In this game, you can select different weapons, a boomerang, the the fire wand, the sword. You can just go, you can just pick whatever you want to use for the, that's appropriate for the time. So, I don't know, it seemed a lot more flexible to me, um, and I really enjoyed it. I, 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 I Like I said, I want to get back to this game and actually play more through it. I'm, I'm actually, I, I, I think I'm going to revisit this game. You need, you need to go beat it. It's, yeah. Yeah. I won't tell you more. There's some other things I was going to mention, but since you haven't played it, I'll let you get there on your own. Cause okay. It's so fun. Um, cool. So out of 40, what? <laughs> what was in this one? Out of 40 fire wands? Sure. There we go. Okay. Out of 40 fire wands, I'm going to give this one a 34. Ooh. 34. So you're saying you preferred this game. Um, I did. I preferred this. I'll blatantly say that. That's uh, I really like this game. I'm going to give it a 30. I can't, I'll give it a 36 and a half. That's how specific I'm going to get. Wow. I, I think Newtopia 1 was a 37 for me. But yep, Newtopia, no, this is, the original Newtopia was a thirty-seven. Yeah, I preferred it a little bit more. I, I think if you're going to start with one, start there. But this is definitely worth the play. Okay, awesome game. So the battle is won. The battle has been won. Newtopia two is the victor. Newtopia two. Applause. 
shit. Oh, hold on. Yeah. I have a button here. Utopia hey, <laughs> 2! Utopia 2 is the winner. All right, I'm going to put you on the spot, Eric. Yeah. Just just because you and I are kind of the same on this. Yeah. What if we said out of 40 Tri-Stars... <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Legend of Zelda, the original on the NES. Yeah, and again, this is where I'm going to get the hate mail. Maybe. Me too. Um, Me too. I, I didn't like Zelda that much. I never completed it. I never was that interested in it. I found found it too grindy. Um, I'm going to say... Um, and, 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 the, and another thing I complained I had about Zelda was it's great to have open world, like where you can go anywhere you want, but you don't know where you're supposed to go. Yep. So I, I got confused a lot during the game cause I didn't cheat and use websites or whatever. Um, if I had to rate that out of 40 tri stars, I would probably give Zelda like a 22. Ooh, just above Govelius. Yep. I'm going to yeah, give it, a- I do. I would rather play Zelda than Govelius. That's true. Okay. I, I yep. gave it a 28. Okay. And it, I think the Govelius has more going for it, but it just breaks so bad with that save system and the, you just yeah. can't come. So I have to give I mean, Zelda is fun. It's worth a playthrough, but it's not amazing to me. But there no. you go. Me either. We got Utopia. hate mail out of the way. And isn't Feel it funny? To- I, mean, if we, I mean, if we're talking about these games, the overview, isn't it funny that Newtopia 2, like if you said that to the average gamer, they wouldn't know what you were talking about, but oh, yeah. they love Zelda. They know Zelda, but they wouldn't know Newtopia. But Newtopia is such, to me, a better game. I agree. Interesting. Interesting. Cool beans. Interesting. Hmm. Yes. Interesting. Hmm. Well, we did this out of order, Eric, but uh, we are coming up on... Um, sun up over there in the uk yeah so i think it's time for us to uh get tim on the blower crack open a couple more beers while he sips on his coffee and um see if we can't get him on the phone sounds like a plan and through the magic of technology tim drew has joined us hello sir good morning and good evening america oh Oh my goodness you're bringing the energy today yes (laughs) that's good because we're lacking it (laughs) Even though, even though you and Eric are all working off like three hours of sleep again, yeah. <laughs> thank you, Tim. I'm I'm there with it. Let's go, guys. Although we've got a different view of your of your office this time, we're, we're coming yeah, out trying to, to diff- trying to mix it up. Is this your better you, side? Uh, no, definitely not. <laughs> this is your, this is I your don't, bad d- side. Do I have a good side? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say good. I said better. Okay. <laughs> cool. It's all relative. Well, I'm glad you could join us. Uh, unfortunately, not as much time as you had for our last show. Um, so we did the Battle of the Systems without you. Wah, 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 wah. Yeah, there's a trombone going right now. You can't hear it. Um, also, it's important you know, Tim, that I grabbed a sound effect of you making a funny noise from the last show. And what, I, the head bonking. No, it's you saying, woohoo. You're not going to be able to hear it. I'm going to collect a whole bunch of these sounds and when we all get back together. So we oh, Actually, you're never going to be able to hear it. I need to find a way so you can hear the soundboard. That's all there is to it. we got to pipe that in somehow. Yep. Yeah. We have uh, the technology. So really quick, let's uh, announce our beverages since we've got different beverages. <laughs> We're out of stuff we can drink together. Uh, we'll do a cheers and we'll get on this thing. So I am drinking a fine beer um, brewed in... Oh, jeez. <laughs> I can tell that from 100 miles away. Oh, uh, boy. I, don't, I don't even know where it's brewed. It's, um, I think it's you Milwaukee. Scraped the, 
you scrape the bottom of the barrel there. It's Milwaukee. This is a find. You can see it's even got a nice American flag on it. Oh, man. Uh, this is a Miller Lite. Limited uh, edition can. Wow. Yep. Miller. All I can say is wow. We've even got our military <laughs> wow, on the cam. Look at that. We're proud. So, do, 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 do I they, need to salute that beer? They give these away on the street. Like, you can just be walking on the street and see, like, a six-pack of these on, it, on the sidewalk. Eric, this is the banquet beer. All right? This is when, when I go camping, I take a shower with this beer. <laughs> it tastes about what it tastes like you after you took a shower in it. <laughs> what, what are you working on over there, Tim? What are you sipping? Um, I'm sipping my regular, uh, what is it, 6, 17 a.m. in the morning brew uh, cup of coffee. Do you actually go to Starbucks and like come back with that, or just keep a Starbucks no, cup in your house? No, it's, it's just just a Starbucks cup. We have um, we e- eco friendly credentials, so we have reusable cups that they sell in the shop. So um, when it was open back in those good old days when you used to be able to go into walk into a Starbucks and actually buy a coffee, then I bought one of these. <laughs> the That's old days. That is retro. Were open. <laughs> Before pandemic twenty twenty. Pandemic twenty twenty. <laughs> I loved it back then when stores were open. So, Eric, and you're sipping on a Sudwork. It's a Sudwork, the People's Pilsner from Davis, California. Did you know that Miller Lite is also a Pilsner? I did know that. Well, there you go. And, Tim, am I alone in seeing uh, a red dot on Eric's forehead right now? Should we be worried? Is (laughs) Is there a sniper outside his window? I've, I've just changed views because I could see co- uh, I could see Eric and I could see me, but I could see all you were just was just a little dot at the top. So I've just changed views That's, again for the best. But yeah, Eric Scott, I got a question for you, Tim. In the UK, did, did they have Radio Shack? Uh, it's called Tandy. It's just called Tandy, but they there weren't Tandy. Radio Shack stores, huh? Uh, well, no, that well Radio Radio Shack over here was called Tandy. The actual store okay. is called Tandy. Interesting. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah. I have another question for you, Tim, because um, I was reading in Retro Gamer Magazine, there was a, fi- a four-page spread about a company called Denki, and they made like 65 games for an online service through Sky TV. What? What? What is this? this- what? <laughs> I mean, that's a UK-based I, magazine. I'm talking about UK-based service, right? Ne- never heard of it. Really? Okay. No. Well, might might have played well actually no thinking about it i might have played some of those games because that was when the sky digital platform first launched so that was the oh my life um that's probably got to be 20 plus years ago i would have thought yeah. wow yeah yeah, yeah so it's, we used I've... to have the we used to have the um analog system um so you had the the bigger dishes on the side of the house because we we very rarely do we have like a cable system over here it's only in sort of like london and big places hmm. um, so we all work from satellite dishes um, so they used to be the old round dishes and now we've got the sort of like the oval shaped dishes on the side of the house if you have sky and you guys have um you guys over there i don't know if this still is but you have compulsory tv where they come around and they get money for just general tv right and you have to prove you don't watch it if you and you won't pay or something like that yeah am i way off here no no you're absolutely right it's called a tv license yeah that's right and what yep 
Um, and they even used to have two grades of the license. So you used to have a black and white TV. Yeah, so that's right. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah a, a grayscale TV, essentially. And you used to have a color TV license. Um, and, and I've read and, about this. And, and literally people would walk around and come to your door to collect the money for that. Is that right? When he said... Comp- Absolutely. I'll I tell you what, Cody, yeah. Um, yeah. If, if you want to, ind- indulge me here. Okay. Um, look on YouTube, because I can see your screen sharing, um, and look for um, BBC TV Detector van advert see if you can find anything for that see i I misunderstood you i heard compulsory tv when so you actually meant communist tv (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) essentially that's what the bbc is from my research from what i understood if you could prove you didn't have a tv you didn't have to pay right uh yes that's right but i mean essentially but but everybody had a tv it, pretty much, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And not only that, when you buy a TV in um, in a big store, they take your name and address. So then you go onto a database to say that you've bought a TV. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> That's, That's actually really interesting stuff. Uh, we're watching the it, advertisement right now. Yeah. yeah. So essentially there was this, this um, myth that they used to drive around in these detector vans mm. um, and they used to be able to detect whether you've got a TV on in your home or not. And back then, <laughs> if you had a TV, you were watching because it was only like um, three channels. So BBC yeah. One, BBC Two, ITV. Um, so they knew that if you were watching TV, you you had to have a license, if you see what I mean. So otherwise, they'd, you know, they would have these detector vans and then they would be driving around and knocking on your door and issuing you fines because you'd been watching TV without a license. <laughs> That's what I love. That's I mean, I, crazy. I, I, I love hearing like the history and I, I, I heard about this on, I think a podcast probably many, many years ago, but I heard about the, that they would walk around and like you would pay your fees and somebody would come collect that at the door. Um, and yeah, that, it, and it was a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, it's it to, to a degree, it still is. I mean, you can still get a fine for not having a TV license. Oh my um, My goodness. Um, <laughs> yeah that's pretty cool it's pretty interesting that's that's how the bbc is funded through the tv license yeah Um, wow that's that's why they can't run advertisements because it's a it's a a national service essentially that's interesting i find that like there's like a mid 80s uh documentary about modern robin hood giving away tv to the poor robbing the the tv companies and giving to the poor (laughs) yeah <laughs> so, so yeah, these- I mean, for for a while it was a bit ambiguous because when Sky TV first came out, they didn't have like the what we call the terrestrial channels. So they didn't have BBC, they didn't have ITV, they didn't have Channel Four. So there was an argument that if you had Sky TV, you didn't have to pay um, the license fee because you didn't you were watching TV, but you weren't watching the BBC. Um, so then the BBC and all that sort of stuff got put onto the, onto the um, sky platform. So then there was no argument about it. That's crazy. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it is crazy. <laughs> well, cool. I learned something. I didn't learn about Dinky, but I learned about something today. Um, <laughs> cool. So real quick, uh, I like to do this, Eric and uh, uh, Tim. Yeah. I, I think it's time for you guys to battle it out in the, your second uh, COVID game show. 
All right. I'm, Here, I'm game. How, how do you go. feel about this, Tim? You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. I know you lost last time because you chose Wait. the wrong Spice Girl, but, you know. No, no, no. no that, that's, that's completely wrong. <laughs> I chose the right Spice Girl. <laughs> <laughs> you lost with dignity. <laughs> All right. Well, here goes our game show. All right. You guys can't hear it right now, but the music is pumping. You're starting to sweat. The tensions are building. You know it's time to redeem yourself, Tim. And I've got uh, <laughs> six questions. All right. Video game related. Let's Are go. you guys ready? Remember, this is a honor system. Uh, no change in answers because you heard the other person's answer. None of, that, none of that garbage. Is that the answer? Tim left Skype. He's going to go grab a cheat sheet. Yep. He, he is he, a cheating <clears throat> SOB. He's loading, up, he's loading up Google right now on a different screen so that he can cheat. All right. Well, how do I get the first question if he's not here? Hold on. Where's uh? All right, there he is. Hold on. Uh, how do I, I just, how do I, I disable just, screen scaring here? It's just killing me. Here we go. I was, I was he's just back. getting full retro and getting a pen and paper. Ooh, look at this. All right. You disappeared, Cody. I can't see you on Skype. Oh, that's interesting. All right. There you go. You're back. Gentlemen and gentlemen. All right. Question number one. Yeah. Question com- one comes from good old me. Nintendo, the company we all know and love here on Pixel Guide N, first opened its doors the same year as which famous work of art? Is it Starry Night by Vincent Van Gogh, American Gothic by Grant Wood, hopefully Tim knows what that is, or the Campbell's Soup? Pictures by Andy Warhol. Who's, who answers first? You got to pick. You guys, do you guys both have your answer? I do. Circled. So if I have to call you out on it, you can show me. All right. Um, Tim, do you know what American Gothic is? Do you know that picture? Is that is that world famous or is that American famous? It may be world famous, but it's not famous in my book. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I'm, I don't know. <laughs> I want to hear. I want to hear Tim go first on this one, but no changing answers. Okay, so I've got... Where's my camera? Campbell's Soup, spelled incorrectly. Perfect. <laughs> that was Eric. by Warhol, right? Andy yeah. Warhol, yep. Eric, what is your answer? Mine is American Gothic. American Gothic. Well, I can prove that you guys both wrote them down and you are um, absolutely simpatico with yourselves. However, both wrong. It was, it was Picasso? Nintendo came out in 1889 the same year as starry night by vincent van gogh they started oh, making gogh. cards and mahjong titles yeah i knew they were a card company but i was trying to picture the i knew it was the 1800s too but i couldn't picture which one of those came out in 1800 oh, i made that one hard oh it's, it's still it's still neck and neck you guys all right good still a tie. Good. question number two these are my favorite oh, which of not these... my thing. <laughs> which of these nintendo switch games on the eShop is real Oh, and which one? Yay. And which one is fake? <laughs> one of these games Cody made up. All right. I'm horrible at this. The Let's three go. games are. You'll you'll get the theme here again. Duck Souls Plus, Quest for the Golden Duck, or A Duck's Life. Duck Souls Plus, Quest for the Golden Duck, or A Duck's Life. Make your decisions, gentlemen. And I want to hear Eric go first this time. Okay. 
fighting for that first point of the night. I'm going to say quest for the golden duck. Quest for the golden duck. I see it in writing. Tim, what do you have, sir? Quest for the golden duck. You guys are both wrong. Oh, I am sorry. A duck's life was not a game on the Nintendo Switch eShop. Wow, neck and neck still. (laughs) At least I don't feel lonely. (laughs) Equally equally as bad. Yep. Tim and I are equally as bad, and I'm okay with that company. Making me proud on the Pixel Guide N podcast. All right. Question number three. Uh, Everyone famously knows that the most, uh, the highest revenue, whatever, the most sold Wii game, Nintendo Wii game, was Wii Sports. It made $83 million. Okay. Ka-ching! Which of these three games was the second highest selling game? Mario Kart Wii, Wii Sports Resort, or New Super Mario Bros. Wii? Mario Kart Wii, Wii Sports Resort, or New Super Mario Bros. Wii? Who goes first? Let's go back to Tim. Yep. Eric agrees with my sentiment. Mario, Mario Kart, Kart Wii! Wii! <laughs> I like wow, it. That's, I like it. I like it. That's the British spelling. <laughs> I'm gonna Eric, say what do you this. got here? I'm going to say Mario Kart Wii. Wii! You guys W-I-I. both receive a point. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I am very impressed. Very good. Very good. All right, guys. I have three more questions here. They are all from the terrible, cheesy Geek Gamer cards that we started last month. The Geek right. Gamer cards of doom. Yeah. All right. I'm not even sure these are accurate, but okay. <laughs> no, they might not. Actually, there's one in here that I'm going to read later that is not accurate. All right. right uh, come that's on. What I they're, they're printed. It's got to be right. You <laughs> it's got to be real. <laughs> All right. Uh, in the genre-defining sci-fi first-person shooter Half-Life, what is the research facility called? I got it. Tim Tim says no. Tim admits defeat right off the bat, so we'll just go with Eric. What is it, Eric? Black, Black Mesa. Mesa is correct, sir. I am so proud. <laughs> oh my god, I knew something. Alright. <laughs> this is Here's the first. A, this is one. Get a brand new page for this one. I want to see your answers, alright? This is going to okay. be no price is right garbage. This is uh, closest to the correct number. You're keeping score though, right? I got one. I want to know. You got two. I'm to, in the two, ledger. You're in the oh, ledger. I got two. two. That's right. Yeah, okay. two. Okay. In the original Pac-Man game, how many yep. dots are there on the board? Oh, jeez. Closest to the correct number wins. Ten. Is it a trick question? Nine. Nope. they called pellets, Eight. damn it. <laughs> they're not dots, they're pellets, so zero. It That's actually my says, final answer. It says dots? <laughs> That's my final answer. Well, wait, wait, and wait. That, that doesn't include power pills, just dots. I don't know. Because power pills are dots, aren't they? They're just bigger. See, yeah, they're not pellets. They're power pills and my, pellets. I agree with my esteemed colleague, Tim. Accor- here, I'll change the name. According to Geek Gamer Card Game, <laughs> how many dots are there on a Pac-Man board? All right, Eric, let, let me... Can I think about this? Hold on. Um, I had a countdown timer. Come on now. We're on a we're on a strict tide, time stretch here. All right, I see own, Tim's. So. I see Tim's. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess. Okay, ready? And don't do a one over Tim because you saw him. That's Price no. is Right garbage. No, I did 75. Tim, you won. The correct answer is 244 dots. Jimmy, Christmas. <laughs> right? That's a lot. I'll give that or, to Tim. I, I tip my hat to Tim. Or 240 if you don't count power pellets. 
It's very funny. <laughs> All right. I still think zero is the right answer. They're pellets. <laughs> so they're, we're at two and two, which means it's anybody's game. All right. All right. Next question. I think you guys are both going to get this one, but all right. In the popular first-person shooter, Doom, the most powerful gun in the game was called what? Do we have to do the abbreviation or the full name? Uh, yeah. It's a it's a family-friendly show. Okay. I got it. <laughs> I think you guys both got it. Go, go ahead and who, put, who put, them up first? The, put them both up to the screen. I, you guys both got the BFG. That is awesome. I'm impressed. And you know what that means? We couldn't write this. It's a tie game, which means there's it's a British. tiebreaker. It's a tiebreaker question, and it's going to go no, to Eric. No, 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 it's British. It's left and it's a tie. No, an, it's, un, an unsatisfying tie. This is not. This is not uh, soccer or football. <laughs> this no. is a tie with an O with a U. We're going to a. We're going to a corner we're kick. Go, yeah, we're going to go to a penalty shootout. And there we go. It's all right. It's all right, Eric, because England always lose this. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm, I'm good with it. All right, all right, Let's Eric. This all, all right. comes down to you. There's a right answer. There's a wrong answer. Okay. In sync or Backstreet Boys? Yep. That's the question, Eric. In sync or Backstreet Boys? Oh, okay. I'm gonna say in sync. Eric, the correct answer was ba- no. Don't don't do that, Tim. Don't don't lose as well. <laughs> so I don't. See, NSYNC, yeah, you wrote it. The correct yeah, answer Cody's was Backstreet Boys. <laughs> See, no time then. So That's no, beautiful. I don't. I don't think you've realized. We, we this. are we are so there. It's <laughs> <laughs> beautiful. The real question is: Do I have a right answer, or do I just like telling everybody the last question is wrong? That's the real question here. <laughs> Um, one last thing I need to show you guys because I love this. So here's again, this is our second incorrect Geek Gamer card printed, so it must be true. Right. Yeah. Uh, the question they have on the card is, and and Tim might not know this because it's more American, I think. But the final boss in the NES version of Punch Out is who? <laughs> I, I mean, I, I so I guess it depends which Punch Out. Exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's either it's Mike either- Tyson or it's like or uh, Mr. Dream. The- that Mr. Dream, that's right. There's yeah. two There's two answers, and they put Mike Tyson, apparently, is the correct answer. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I was going to say M. Bison. M. Bison. M. Bison. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You got the Ison part, that's correct. Or is it Zangief? <laughs> <laughs> I got rid of that that sound effect, <laughs> but... <laughs> you win! <laughs> I'm like, you know, guys, that's my favorite part of the show. I'm not going to lie to you. I love that. Um, Eric. So are we actually going to talk some games here in a minute? Is this a gaming podcast? That was all game related. What are you talking about? So far, I've heard about TV licensing and Mike Tyson. <laughs> uh, we're actually going to talk about shipping. Um, okay. Eric, there is a package to the right of me here. And okay. I peed myself a little. I'm so excited about it. This is sat <laughs> here. Uh, Tim, when did this package get sent? Uh, oh, blimey. Um, that was really British, wasn't it? Oh, blimey, governor. Blimey! Um Blimey! It's a Bobby Dazzler. <laughs> you beat me to it. <laughs> um, it's it's got to be. Th- it's probably this time last week, Tuesday last week. I think it went. You said it was shipped on Tuesday, and yeah. two days later on Thursday morning, I took a picture of it and showed it to you. That's yeah. ridiculous. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> Can we even do that in the U.S.? Because I've never oh. shipped anything to anybody overseas that didn't get it in less than two weeks. I haven't shipped anything within the state that got there in two days. Yeah, yeah, you're right. 
That's amazing. So Eric, like a, we're, we're turning into like a third world country. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Do you yeah. see this package? I do. All wrapped up beautifully with this. The future was 8-bit tape. It looks beautiful. Tim is crossing his fingers. It is a little bulbousy on one side. There's some precious, precious cargo in there. Yeah, well, apparently it's full of $50 of broken computer parts, according to yeah, the, uh, the packing receipt. Um, I know what one thing is in here. I am super excited. I've been waiting for this for quite a while. Yes. And Tim, you should uh, just wrote, written broken dreams on there. Content <laughs> broken dreams. This feels so wrong, Eric, to open this without you. I don't know. Yeah, what... I know. I feel bad. It feels weird. Doesn't I want to be feels there. Weird. So, long story short, if you guys <laughs> haven't figured it out by now, our listeners. We have listeners, though, right? Yeah, um, I think so. This package is so, from Tim. Cody, We're gonna... for, 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 for reference, um, it's a very visual thing at the moment. So, Cody is currently opening a box that I sent to him uh, about a week ago, and it contains lots of goodies. Ooh, lo- I, I miss, didn't see. I'm missing the goodies. You already times. gave that away, Tim. I didn't know it had lots of goodies. There's one thing in here I'm expecting. Um, so I'm already excited just because, just because, even if it's not in here, just because. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> it came with a flattened shipping box for crunchy bars. Mmm, I love crunchies. 48 times 40 grams, standard bars. Now, Pen- I wonder what that could be alluding to. I don't, all in, I, it's cool enough for me, I'm actually probably going to tape this together and like put it on my exactly, shelf. Exactly, yeah, keep the box. <laughs> I That's will. I sent Man, my daughter loves crunchies now. I mean, she loves them. Delicious uh, honeycomb candy bar. From and I bought some different brand ones, like generic, like they were, I forget what they were called, but she, like, crunchies are the best. All right. Stop the those. show. Did, 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 did Eric just say he tried to buy something other than crunchies? Yeah, they were like some generic <laughs> one. Yeah. Were you trying to save was, a few it bucks? It was a failure. It was a massive failure. A few ducats? the room. <laughs> All right, I I already saw a little something something here. So Eric, this will be like us doing it together. Yeah, I don't know what you can see. I got it. Yep. Uh 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 uh. Yep. What's that? What's that? What's that? The flake. The flake. The flake. Flake. The flake. The crumbliest, flakiest milk chocolate in the world. And only 134 calories in each bar. Man, four bars, Eric. Four bars, my friend. Yep. I will make sure to save the crumbs for you. All right. Um, man. All right. Ooh, ooh. Something wet. So what's in? What's this one now? So this this one has been nicely wrapped up. That in is bubble wrap. That looks nice. Paper. I'm opening a bottle of something, and it has that logo on it. So it's yeah. kind of wild beer company. Man, this is like Christmas, I'm telling you. Yes! Sourdough. Wild beer. We have sourdough in the room. We have sourdough. Did you buy yourself any more, Tim? I certainly did. Yeah? So you did like it that much? Good. Oh my goodness, this beer was something. I I don't, honestly, I think I'm going to save the beer. I'm not going to throw it away. I'm just going to sniff it every once in a while after I drink that. Oh my goodness. Okay, there should Dude. be two of right. those in there. There should be two sourdoughs in there. So there's one for yourself and one for Eric. Well, nice. there's another bottle of something here. I appreciate it. 
I don't know how to make good radio out of me playing and packaging. That's the problem with wrapping stuff so well, is it's great, but it takes so much time. There's that, that well, was, that was the second sourdough. Yep, I saw that. <laughs> look at the Mr. Play-by-Play. So, Tim, you're officially play-by-play. Eric, your color commentary. Go. Okay. So far, so, yeah, so, Go ahead. <laughs> Co- Cody's going for another something-something wrapped up. Uh, I think this is probably another bottle of something. And look at that wrapping. Look at that wrapping. Look at that wrapping. It's professional. That's amazing. And what's this one? What is this one? Okay, Wild Beer Breakfast of Champions. Breakfast of Champions? (laughs) Is that what it says? Look at Tim's evil laugh. (laughs) Dude. All right. Eric, listen to the flavors on this beer. I'm ready. ready for this. Wild mushrooms. Okay. How do you say okay? Like, that's a normal beer flavor. Wild (laughs) mushrooms, wild yeasts, well-seasoned. Well-seasoned. Breakfast of champions. Holy... It's, uh... They're surrounded by a smorgasbord of various mushrooms in the Somerset countryside. I'm willing to try it. Tim, are you... you, Is your house surrounded by a smorgasbord of mushrooms? (laughs) Yeah, the magic variety, yeah. Goodness. (laughs) Is that that a bottle of psilocybin? (laughs) Because I've been wanting to try that. I thought that that one definitely needs to be saved for when you guys are back together, I think. Yeah, we're going to have to split that bad boy. That thing's something else. Have you tried that, Tim? (laughs) No, I haven't. I've I've got just one for you guys. That does sound weird, but I'm I'm, I'm game. He, he, uh, he, he plays it off like he's being nice and generous to us. Really, he doesn't want to try it. He's like, well, he's you like, guys... I'll let those guys try it first. That, that's definitely show material, that one right there. That's going to be interesting. Mushroom beer, Eric. Mushroom beer. Um, well, it's ha- very on topic, you know, Nintendo, Mario, mushrooms, you know. Okay, you made it retro. <laughs> so how do you make this retro? Uh, fruit pastels? How do you say yeah, that? You, you don't get much more retro than fruit pastels. Fruit pastels. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're the, they're the ones. Uh, you you can't eat them without trying having to chew them. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, they are. At first, I thought they were hard candies, but if you push hard enough, they give. Are yeah. they like gummies, yeah. kind of like harder gummies? They're, they're kind of gummy inside, but they're coated in sugar on the outside. All right, cool. Kind, kind of like Eric. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. Okay, so I like I like Tim's strategy here. Basically, the item I know is under here. Is protected by candies. Yeah, it, the candies like are the packaging material. Um, if I don't cut through it, here's another pack of by the same company. Jelly tots. Jelly tots. Yeah. Ooh, I've never yep. seen no, those before. They're kind of like a hard outer shell, a bit like me, a hard outer shell and soft on the inside. Juicy Excellent. on a juicy center. Um, <laughs> interesting. All right, Eric. Hopefully next month we'll be able to actually be here in the same room together. I hope so, without breaking the law. Um, breaking the law. Breaking the law. Oh, now this. I don't, did we talk about this? <laughs> did we talk about yeah. this last time? Yeah. I think uh, okay. So, yeah. What is it? <laughs> um, I, I, I can't wait to hear you pronounce this. <laughs> oh boy, is this the one you're talking about? <laughs> yeah. The one that I'm I'm specifically trying not to say. Uh, this is authentic 
licorice. Pontifract cakes. Pontifract cakes. That's the ones. Like soft, soft licorice coins. I yeah. love black licorice. And this is black licorice. Like there you go. It says cakes, but they're like coins. Yeah. But everything's yeah. a cake over there. Unless it's a pie, but then a pie is not a pie. A pie is like full of meat. That's it. That's it. Or, or fruit. Fruit pies. Fruit pies. Oh my goodness, Eric! <laughs> oh my goodness, Eric! What is that? I was joking. I was trying to make a joke when I said that the uh, the computer under here. I'll give it away. Computer under here is protected by candy. Yeah. Can you? You, you can't see this yet. Hold on. This is literally computer packaging. So Dan- Danica and I had a blast wrapping this one. Oh, jeez. So that, that <laughs> box of 48 Crunchies... Sweet Christmas. ...is more or less in here. <laughs> Sweet Christmas. So Sweet just Christmas. for context, everyone, so um, the computer, which is in the box, is actually wrapped completely <laughs> around with crunchy bars to protect... <laughs> <laughs> That is awesome. Oh my goodness. And, and, and they're the proper size crunchy bars there because, oh yeah, because look the, at compute, that. the computer underneath is very very well renowned for being extremely wide. <laughs> so I needed to get the wider crunchy bars to make sure it was wrapped properly. Wow. And yeah, they're, they're, yeah they are. They're perfect. All right. So that, that is exciting and all. But I've been waiting a long time for what's underneath here. And I've never seen one of these in the flesh because we're American. Um, I really want a crunchy right now. Dang it. <laughs> I really do. I need it right now. Well, you know what? I've, I've still got a cupboard full of those things. Because <laughs> they couldn't all fit in the box. Well, we'll have to give most of these to Eric so his daughter can give away yeah. two-thirds of them and he can get two or three by the time she's done. That's the beautiful thing about the pandemic. She can't see her friends, so we actually might save them. Might actually might return to you this time. Alright. This is the first time I've ever seen an Amstrad. Look at that. Can you see this thing? Oh wow. Okay, so so Co- Cody's received in the uh, in the post in the mail from me um, an Amstrad CPC six one two eight. So it's a hundred and twenty eight K Amstrad CPC computer. And it's a wedge computer with a three inch disk drive. Although it's more of a a box than a wedge. It reminds me of the Casio keyboards from the eighties. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that. What's the What's the cable sticking out the back? What is that? So that is um, the power cable. Okay. So that that uh, on the uh, when you buy it over, when you bought it over here in the UK, you get a monitor with it. <clears throat> the monitor provides um, the power, so you get the uh, the twelve volt and the 5 volt yeah. so the 12 volt I think it's the 12 volt plugs into the monitor and then is that right? yeah the 12 volt plugs into the monitor and then the 5 volt comes from the monitor into the back of the computer gotcha so the, fi- the 5 volt powers the computer and the 12 volt powers the disk drive cool and the 3 they're 3 inch disks right? not 3.5 correct and do you know oh, what? yeah look at that I, com- I completely forgot to include some disks <laughs> <laughs> but I've got I've got some more stuff to send over, so I'll put some discs in with that anyway. Yeah, I was all excited about this thing, and then uh, Tim told me, "Hey, by the way, in order to get that thing that thing to plug into anything, you need like twenty seven adapters." And so I tried to find them, and they're all sold out. 
And he's like, well, I've got some. <laughs> so I'll send them to you and charge you for them, and I'll pick them up when they become available. So more or less, if I think I got that right. But yeah. nonetheless, that's awesome. so you can't, look at that three-inch yeah, floppy can't. disk. So essentially what you're, what you're going to need is you're going to need at least a 5-volt wall wart um, yep. that will connect into the back of that, and that will power the computer. And that should be um, easy to get. That's easy. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And then the then the twelve volt. You, I think you only need that if you're going to want to run the disk drive. If you don't want to run the disk drive, then you shouldn't need to plug that in. Um, the computer will work just with the five volt. I think. And what's the peripheral for this? Like the is there an SD card solution type deal? Yeah, there's well, there's there's several different things that you can do. So you can because it's just although it's a three inch disk drive, it's just a standard. Um, sort of like a uh, almost like an ms dos format disc i think so you can use the GoTech drives on them with an adapter oh. because the um uh, the disc drive connection um cable is a little bit different but you can adapt those and you can use a GoTech. Uh, so you can use that um there's a couple of other sd solutions out there the one that i've got myself is the um m4 card um i can't remember who that one's by now well that's um, the one i but, want <clears throat> yeah that one's got um wi-fi on it oh, there you go. A, a sd so you actually type in a load of commands into the amstrad and then it uh, joins onto the wi-fi network and then it turns it into sort of like a, a file transfer protocol so an ftp server so you can it's got like a little web interface that you open up on your computer and then you can drag and drop the DSK files. So the disk files wow. directly onto, onto the thing. And it will, you can actually even control it and reset the Amstrad from it and everything. Yeah. It's really cool little interface. And that's um, the queen's Wi-Fi, right? The queen's Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah. Wiki. The Wiki. So, yeah. The queen's Wiki. <laughs> so, is, that, is that vulgar? <laughs> are we talking about the queen's Wiffy here <laughs> he's laughing um, but he can't agree or disagree otherwise yeah yeah I'll, knighthood I'll, I'll is out the window the, i'll be beheaded and the knighthood is gone yeah the knighthood um, is gone <laughs> yeah so um it, yeah there, there's there's lots of work that you're going to need to do to get that one up and running but there's some really sweet games on there and obviously yeah. um juan martinez has got some cool games and a new one come out for that so yeah, yeah I, I told him on Twitter that he's half the reason I bought this thing. That's it. <laughs> he's got a few games on here. Um, but yeah, no, they look really cool. They look like they're kind of somewhere in between graphically a, a, a Spectrum and a 60, C64. It's interesting, though, because I guess it has a lot more in common with the Spectrum, right? It does, yeah, but a lot more colors and less color clash. Yeah, interesting. And and um, out of the box, a better sound chip. But uh, uh, when you went to the when you go to the one twenty eight, it's the same sound chip. The General Instruments AY, whatever you want to call it, sound chip. Gotcha, man. This is cool. I am bummed that this the the uh, the fancier version that is more utilitarian doesn't have the garish green and red keys though. I know. I really I wanted know. the green and get red keys, but I understand <laughs> that wouldn't do nearly as much for me. But no, and that that would have probably taken a month to get over in the post because it's so wide. It's even wider than this, huh? <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's Hang awesome. On. Oh, he's got one. He's gonna do a size comparison for us. Uh, you guys are comparing your sizes. Great. So we're, we're comparing the size of our boards. Uh, so while he's listening, but busy. Quick, uh, quiz, quiz question number eight. 
The CPC 6128 has how many colors? Eric, you go first. 4,096. Mm, little high. Tim, how many colors? Does 28. This, 28? Uh, well, according to the chart here, 26 plus 0 is black, so 27. So I was closer, right? If I'm using the Queen's math? <laughs> the Queen. hey, look, I can't. I, even on a wide, with a widescreen camera, I can't get it all in. Right? <laughs> <laughs> See, it's got the, the cassette drive on there, and it's got like does, the up and yeah. down, left See, and right. that's and the way to go. Even as a keypad, that's crazy. That thing is huge. I didn't realize it was that yeah. much bigger, but cool. So I didn't know. I, 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 I knew it had the tape, the tape part and the keyboard, but I didn't know it had a, like a full number pad on it. That's crazy. Uh, here we go, side by side. Wow. Beep, 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 beep. That's crazy. That is crazy. Holding, I'm holding up an Amstrad CPC four six four and an Amstrad six one two eight on top, just for size comparison. So there's a good. Now, now, size-wise, though, because it's got the cassette in it, and I heard the later Spectrums were made by Amstrad, I thought, or the mm-hmm. design was the same. Yeah, uh, Eric, right. your, yeah. your Plus 2 is mm-hmm. similar, right? It is very similar, yeah. It has the cassette, the cassette on the right hand side, but it doesn't have a numpad, so it's not, not as wide as that. This is fun. Let's keep asking for comparisons, and Tim will keep climbing around his room and grabbing things. <laughs> okay, so let's let's put the yeah. That's the plus two the, I have. Even with the div MMC future from Future was eight bit. On great the top. bit, great bit of kit. Do you see how I? That's a. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a pucker pucker bit of kit, governor. Pucker bit of kit. <laughs> it's a Bobby Dazzler. Oh, I can't hold these up. Wow. So heavy. <laughs> so th- that's, that's the, significantly wider is this the Amstrad. So the so plus two is plus two is actually smaller than my sixty one twenty eight too. Then, yeah, e- even with yeah. the cassette. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So that's the the, the Spectrum plus two gray. So that's the first of the plus twos, and then the CPC four six four. See, I'm so excited now. Some, I, I've got some the other stuff over the other side. Oh, we'll get so there. Yeah, we'll get I'm, there. I'm importing pretty much all of America exporting it over to uh, <laughs> yes over to the UK over to America. And That's all right. Well, taking big chunks of the UK and exporting it over there. <laughs> <laughs> Crunchies and Amstrads. What else? And Spectrums. What else do we have to to and, want? And Pontifrac cakes. Don't forget the Pontifrac cakes. Well, I can't judge those yet, but yeah, they're delicious. <laughs> um, what was I going to say about this? I was about to say something, but anyways. Man, this thing is cool. All right, I'm excited. Another, uh, yet another project, but that's one I want to get to quick. Oh my gosh, yeah, so many we'll, crunchies! We'll get that sorted. In fact, I've got the where's, uh, somewhere around here. I've got all the cables that you'll need. Yeah. Man, this Miller Lite is hitting the spot, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could drink a are. ton of them. <laughs> yeah, well, see, that's what. There you go. So, so that's my, the uh, that's the SCART cable. Yep. Female SCART. Yep, and then that's the the SCART breakout, so that'll take you the SCART connector plugs into that, and then that then goes into the back of your 1084. Now, why is SCART such wow. a regular thing over there? Did they just decide, hey, let's put as many large pins as possible into a car and make it just a little bit smaller, and that'll be our regular connector for everything audio and video? Yeah, essentially that. It's 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 it was a kind of a European standard. It's I mean it, I guess it's cool because it it can carry every signal right like every signal is in one of those pins somewhere. Yeah, R- RGB composite, all that sort of stuff, sound, everything. That's all I got left. America. 
<laughs> you know what? I've got more left than you because I started with 16.9 ounces. Jealous much? I am jealous. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Cool. So we haven't even started catching up yet, guys. Nope. I think it's time for us to catch up. Catching up with Eric and Cody. Well, I don't want to talk the entire time, so I'll try to go quick through this. I bought a bunch of Switch games, like we always do. Yay, Switch. Switch games. One of the weirder ones was I finally, it was on sale, so I bought Ace of Seafood. Never heard of it. I mentioned in the show, I have a, an attraction to the weird Japanese wacky games that, that are on there. Yeah. And it's As essentially you and it's essentially a game where you're a fish underwater. You can be you can be a mackerel, you could be a salmon. You, you could be um there's a couple like five different fish you could be. And when I say fish, I'm not talking about like cartoony over the top fish. I'm talking about like photorealistic fish in the water. But you shoot lasers and stuff at other sea creatures for some reason, and they blow up. Frickin' lasers. Frickin' laser beams at other sea creatures, and they blow up. Frickin' laser beams. Um, I did give it a try, and it honestly, it it was not fun. Um, I'm going to give it another try, though, because I went on Steam, and it's been out on Steam for a while, and it has like 90% ratings, so I'm missing something. Um, But it's just so wacky and over the top, I had to try it. I have something in my list of Switch games that I'm I'm disappointed in too. So don't be you're not alone in your disappointments. They can't be yeah. all be they can't all be winners, you know. No, they can't. Um, I did buy and download Guacamelee too, but I haven't played it yet. Um, now, Eric, you and I, I'll jump ahead a little mm-hmm. bit because you and I both got, I got this and, and tweeted about it. I think you picked it up. Immortal Rednecks. I bought it and I love it. What is that? Immortal Rednecks is basically a, a first person shooter. That is reminiscent of the old school FPSs like Quake, Unreal Tournament, stuff like that. So you agree with me on that? Yeah. So it's very smooth, very fast paced, and you have to keep moving. It's that's crucial. So when you enter a room, you have to keep moving, or else you're going to die. But it it actually combines roguelike elements with it, and uh, it does it very well. I mean, I, I I like I love playing. It's one of those games that. Yeah, sure. It's not the deepest game in the world, but it's one of those that I just go to when I want to play and relax. Yeah, it's nice. You can hop in and out of it, and uh, you go yep. into this. There's three pyramids, and I've almost gotten past the first pyramid, but you just go in there. Same here. Blow, blow stuff up, uh, collect the loot off of them. When you eventually die, you get to go like to a market and use that loot to level stuff up and get stronger abilities, and you go back in again, do it again. Um, yeah. And apparently there's three pyramids, and I'm almost through the first one. I got to the, the to the boss a few times, but I can't quite beat him yet. Right, um, same here. I, I think I'm within the same spot because I played it a ton when I first got it, and I'm I'm just about I just unlocked the market, and I was able to kind of suit myself up, and I was able to get very close to beating the first pyramid. Yeah, it's a blast though. It feels like you said, kind of. It feels like playing Quake, but it is it is solo. It's a single player campaign. Yep. Oh, um, look! Look who's in there. Look who's in Danica. Tim's she probably can't hear us again, but there she is. Hey, Danica, how are you doing? Hey, she, how's it going? She's waving at us. There's she's a Mike. podcasting superstar now. You can still talk. This is episode two with uh, Danica on it. You've been heard by tens of tens of people. Tens of tens. <laughs> so, so Danica, I don't know if you know this or not. Um, my wife and my daughters never listen to this show because they find it boring 
but they listened for the first time last month when you were on for about 20 minutes. They listened to your whole segment and they loved it. They love your, you have a very beautiful voice. Thank you. <laughs> See, look at that. <laughs> awesome. And, and, you, and you almost made me want to play Animal Crossing. Mm-hmm. Almost. <laughs> I, 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 you did a brilliant job. <laughs> You did a very good job on your on your segment. I thought it was really interesting, and I actually like Animal Crossing, so I found it super interesting. So, so Cody's just opened the box. What did we wrap his computer in? Uh, <laughs> crunchies. Oh, so many crunchies! Look at this. Ah. Look at this. Watch Cody here. Hold on, let me see if I get crunchies. I don't know if you can see him. So many crunchies. And there's even a computer in there somewhere, too. But look, crunchies! <laughs> Good job. This is, this is very exciting to me. Can you and imagine? We were talking, yeah, we were you, talking about my daughter loves the crunchies, so she's going to enjoy many of those. Can you imagine a world without crunchies? Because that's where we live all day long. That's right. We have it's, no crunchies here. It's tough. <laughs> very cool. Well, we're going to move on to the next game here that we were going to talk about. Um, Puzzle Quest, Eric. Did uh, I know this isn't your thing, but it's a Connect 3 type of puzzle game. Right, and I didn't get that one. I don't know that one. Yeah, yeah it, I know it's not up your alley, but um, I've been playing a ton of Puzzle Quest, and it's it's a game I, I pop on right before I go to bed every night and uh, play it until my eyes shut on me, and then I just kind of turn it off and start it again next time I turn on my Switch. Um, But anyways, uh, there's not a lot to say. It's a Connect 3 game, but it's got RPG elements to it. Okay. And uh... (laughs) Look at Danica. She's she's chilling on on the throne. Um, Yeah, I'm not going to go into more Switch games than that, but... uh, you got you picked up a few things. I did. Well, let's finish yours because you got Mixed Termination Force finally, right? I, I did. I downloaded Mixed Termination Force, and I haven't loaded it up yet. I know I played it with you, and now that I played it with you, I don't know if I can play single player again. I think it's got to be. It's got to be multiplayer, I think, because I I quickly abandoned that game because I was not happy with the results. Like I couldn't get past. <laughs> I couldn't get past like the second guy on there, so. I think it has to be played that way. Um, and But I saw that you also got Hyperlight Drifter, which I've always been interested in, but... I haven't, I I haven't loaded it up yet. On. Yeah, okay. it, it went on sale. I think it's still on sale for like five bucks, so I had to get it. But um, I have a huge backlog of Switch games now, so I haven't started that yet. And then, because I love fishing games, I downloaded Rapala Fishing when it was on sale for five bucks, too. But Oh, I didn't um, know that was a fishing game. That's yeah. pretty interesting. And I'm not going to be able to... Honestly, I will live with myself if I play that game before I play... Um, the Dreamcast uh, Bass Pro Fishing with my yeah. with my controller you got me, which I with your new controller. Yeah, I yes. want you to play that because I, I got that because I thought that would be a perfect gift for you. So it, I was hoping it was you'd dive into that. I need to find the time to, to actually load that up. So, so no, I don't want to spend too much time on the games that I got, but I got four new Switch games. I got Rush Rover. I got the demo of Trails of Mana, which looks pretty good, but I haven't dived into it. Um, I got Iron Cast because of you, because you were playing Iron Cast, and I, I do like it. I need to get back to it. I haven't been able to spend a lot of time with it. Yeah, I was going to ask your opinion on that one, because I wasn't positive you'd click with that that one no, the way I, I did. I, but I do like it. And then I got The Escapists too, which everyone raves about. 
very popular game. I don't like it. No. So I bought it on sale and it was only a couple bucks, but I, I, I don't like it. So I don't know what I'm going to do with it. Uh, I'm going to see if I'm going to try to give it a fair shake and keep playing it, but I'm not a big fan of it. But the highlight of these four games so far has been Rush Rover. Really? Okay, what is that? It was recommended to me by Paradroid. It is kind of a, it's a twin stick shooter roguelike. So kind of like Neurovoider. Did you ever play that one? No, I haven't. I haven't gotten that one yet either. I know it's on sale right now also, but. Honestly, I think Rush Rover is a better game. But it's a twin stick shooter. You upgrade your weapons. You upgrade this and that. Go through. You try to get as far as you can. But you're going to die, and you're going to go back. But you'll be able to retain stuff that you die and go back to the beginning, and then try again with a more powerful robot. Hmm. Um, it's it's it is a lot of fun. I'm going to try to get back to that one as well. Nice. All right. So this is the one that I'm going to bring up and I'm excited about it, but I don't want to go into too much detail because I started posting all kinds of results from this recent haul that I got. And uh, a lot of people were into it and they were trying to follow everything and answer questions I had about stuff. I didn't know what some of it was. And other people are like, and they're probably trying to be tongue in cheek, but there's truth to all of it. And they're like, can I unfollow you? Because I'm tired of seeing all this cool stuff you got. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Jealousy. Yeah. Such a bad thing. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I, I'm stoked. So I, had, I have a customer from work, and um, I had talking to, t- been talking to him for a while about some of the old computers and stuff, and I knew he was involved in them to, a, to an extent back in the day. Um, and he said, oh, I have a bunch of this stuff in my garage, but it's full of stuff. So, you know, in my mind, I imagine he was kind of like a hoarder, and his garage was just filled with stuff. Well, uh, you know, silver lining with this whole COVID thing, he was forced to stay home and clean out his garage. Um he finally got time to do it, and he, he texted me. He's like, hey, I'm uh, digging through my garage. I got all this stuff in here. And I'm like, what stuff do you have? And he started sending me pictures. I got excited and uh, made him an offer, which was, you know, um, it worked well for him, but it worked really well for me. And hopped down there, and I picked up a bevy of old microcomputer and microcomputer-related things, um, specifically all... Atari and Commodore computers. Um, so uh, apparently he actually used to help a guy in uh, Modesto, California, and he helped to do uh, his shop work on his like uh, damaged Commodores and Ataris that came in. Um, so in this lot of computers, in varying states of repair, I now own an Atari 400, uh, a couple of Atari 800s, a couple of 800XLs, couple of 130 xes uh a commodore 60 uh, a commodore sx 64 which is the portable one with the little monitor built in sweet i love that i had right? two of those did you <laughs> yeah then, then then sold them i'm still yeah. looking for one i would love to have one someday because they're they're an awesome collectible but i haven't found one for the right price yeah they go crazy money now yeah um uh, so i i a, a whole bunch i don't even ha- know how to put in numbers the number of commodore 64s uh, uh nine of them that are complete ish but they're all you know really they're missing some keys and they're kind of beat up but then it also came with like 12 random commodore 64 boards motherboards in various states of repair um three or four atari 810 disk drives 1541 2 disk drive for commodore 1050s 
I'm just kind of listing stuff off now. X551, another Atari disk drive. Um, found a few of the Epics 500XJs in there, which I've never owned one of those yet, which is the little um, speed stick thing. Oh, yeah, that's, that's the um, uh, yeah the Koenig Speed King over here, isn't it? Yes, that's the one. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, and it was interesting because I got a couple of those with the nine pin connector for like, Commodores or Ataris, but then I got one that had um, oh, can I pull it out real quick? Where is it? Uh, anyways, it had a connector on it, but the connector had a little um, attachment on it, which was wrapped in tape that had like a microchip, like stuck in the connector it was the weirdest thing and i didn't know what it was so i threw it on twitter and it turns out it's actually a a, a 500 xj or a speed king for an apple II. um which i didn't know that was a thing and i've uh, seen that from my like a couple the couple apple twos i have i i've seen that like they have this really weird connector on the end of the of the cable that plugs into a chip slot yep it's very bizarre it's bizarre not only is it bizarre it looks like it was made by some dude in his bedroom nonetheless sold as an actual you know commercial product for right for 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 that so yep um and then he just wrote me back now that he's gone through all that stuff and i picked all that stuff up oh and not not to mention literally uh dozens if not hundreds of atari uh software you know floppy disks and commodore floppy disks that's cool Um, some stuff in boxes some stuff not it's it's a smorgasbord of stuff. Um, so you've got you've got quite a um, a backlog now of projects that you could be working on. Yep. So so far, I the Atari four hundred does work. It works beautifully, but the four hundred computer plugs in RF only. Um, the eight hundred I have kind of wanted to turn on, but kind of didn't. I've been working on that one. Uh, the eight hundred XL did not work, but I replaced a few. Uh, RAM chips on there, and it now works. Um, I've got one of the 130XLs working, and I have three of the Commodore 64s working now. And um, a lot of chip swapping and uh, cleaning up broken solder traces and things like that. And definitely, I've, I think I've cleaned out seven keyboards now where I broke them down to the um, Mylar level, where I actually put all the keys off Wiped it down with alcohol, cleaned it all off. Used my future was eight bit rubber, <laughs> and uh, cleaned all the contacts and put it all back yeah. together. And uh, out of the six I've done, five work beautifully. So, so were there any of the Commodore sixty fours that you're going to replace with your daily driver one, or is your daily driver still the best one you got? I think my daily driver is going to stay. Um, however, one of these, um, I don't I have. It's down in my garage right now. But one of my Commodores came with the super old metal badge, yeah, and the old Commodore logo, and instead of um, so that, is that a silver label then? Is it? Yes. Wow. Um, so yeah, instead of saying power over by the power light, it just says C sixty four. Sixty four. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 And uh, it was interesting because so yeah, those are like the first run, and they're kind of sought after. Mm-hmm. Um, Did you take a look at the board inside to see if it's the it matches the uh, the actual 64 itself. So the board inside does match. Um, the chips match. The problem is the VIC chip did not work. So I had to swap the VIC chip out. So the new VIC chip is not the old brass ceramic, ceramic one. Yeah. yeah. Ceramic. Yeah. Now, when I checked the bottom to look at the serial number, it was completely different. It was a, it was a newer serial number. 
Um, so I did a little research, and I'm like, oh, man, I, I have everything here except for the bottom. That's kind of a bummer. And I'm like, what are the chances that if I dig through all these Commodores, I find one with the right bottom? I found it. Yay. Um, <laughs> so it's That's the result. Yeah. So it's not super, super old. I mean, it is, but it, it's, um, you know, if you go on there, you can find people that have, like, you know, number 372. Well, this one's number, like, 72,000. Um, but still, relatively early, and, you know, they've sold millions of these things, so... Um, yeah, no, that's 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 really cool. And silver labels are very sought after, especially with the correct board and everything in like that in there, because it's normally they they look like the silver label, but they've actually got the newer board in there. Um, so that's that's really nice. That's a good pickup. I do not have that one working though. So, man, does, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter with that. It's it's a collector's piece right there, just as it is. So so maybe you can answer that question for me, rather than. Um Value-wise, should I just keep it as is, or should I even try to fix it? Um, I mean, I, I guess it won't hurt if you can swap a few chips over, but if you then got to start desoldering and all that sort of thing, personally, I'd probably just keep it as is. Gotcha. Um, you know, I, I think it's it's. I mean, I've I've got um uh quite an early Spectrum a sixteen K, um, and that one it kind of works every now and then. Um, but I just don't use it. I just it's just in the box. And are the sixteen sixteen Ks rare? Yeah, they're quite rare. Yeah, oh, the, really? the 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 rarest were when they had the very first edition when they had um, the grey uh, sort of like rubber keys um, rather than the darker grey. So they had a really light grey rounded um, key on okay. on the uh, on the key mat, um, and those are those are the sort of like the real rare ones. Um, you don't. I, I don't think I've actually ever seen one of those. You know, to hold in my hand. Hmm. I know a few people that do have them, but I've 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 never actually seen them as such. Um, so yeah, they're they're quite rare. So it's kind of like the um, the silver label sixty fours, kind of like that. You know, it's really really sought after just to have a silver label. Very cool. So, and I did also get one, and I don't know if this was a thing or not. I also have one Commodore sixty four that looked, you know, kind of ho-hum normal every day except the keyboard had what appears to be the blocky letters from like the old vic 20s from the old like, pets uh, from the pets yeah, the yeah. Old okay. pets computers had the square keys so that, that's going to be a keyboard swap because i don't think any of the 64s had those did they eric no i don't think so it was the vic 20s had a few of the square keys and the pets but 64s yeah. did not have those so it was just a keyboard swap because somebody probably had a failed keyboard so maybe I'll take that and put it in my VIC-20 then and reverse yeah. that keyboard back to the Commodore. And like or, for the see. longest time, I, I really wanted a VIC with square keys, and I finally want somebody sent one to me. There you go. Oh, that's the VC-20. So that that one's got the... It's not the, it's not quite the pet square no. keys, but it's it's a sort of like a more square. It's kind of in, in between. I know there's a special word for this keyboard, but it, it eludes me at the moment. But yeah... This is the, this is the VC twenty. Yep. Yep. Huh. Um, because in Germany, Vic is not a very nice word. It's a oh, naughty right. word. It's a naughty <laughs> word. Yeah. Interesting. See, we're yeah. learning all kinds of stuff here on Pixel Gaiden. <laughs> all right. I think that's everything I wanted to go into about my haul there for now. So. Uh, yeah. There's there's some there's some really nice stuff there. Uh, it looked really cool. Now the SX sixty four does not turn on. That's too bad. 
So that, that that's is a the bummer. crown jewel of your thing. That's the crown jewel to me, at least. Yeah, oh, yeah. It, yeah. it was to me, too. Um, yeah. Is it, is, it just, is it just black screen or just nothing at all? I, I don't hear anything and, and, of course, black screen, so I don't know. Probably power. That might not be that hard to fix. Yeah, it might be yeah. something easy. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Cool. All right, I'll Tim, get, I'll get up, to man? it. Okay, so as I've um, been hearing you guys for for cut the last few episodes waxing lyrical about your Intellivision games <laughs> and <laughs> how poetic, <laughs> yes, I've I've been been really really jealous and um, yeah, I managed to find a reasonably priced Intellivision over here because they've just started going for silly money, um, so I pulled the trigger on that and um, yeah, here it is. I have myself. And in television, nice. That looks in good shape too. Yeah, yeah. It's it's all all good. It's all working. Um, there was a, a little bit of a scare when I when I first got it, um, and I, I posted some pictures to you guys on on Twitter. Right. Um, just reached out, and yeah, I think it was just just something loose inside. So I just opened it up and had a quick look. And to be honest with you, uh, although I know I can do the composite mod for it, um, but it runs really really well off of rf um gives a really good signal um so for the moment i'm just going to keep it keep it as is um i've got uh, a few nice games with it as well um so i got uh utopia frog bog frog bog Bog. (laughs) Uh, lock and chase which is really cool uh skiing i love that game um soccer i've not played yet and um, after I got it, there was a, another eBay auction, um, which uh, they were actually misspelt. So Intellivision nice. wasn't spelt correctly. <laughs> That's uh, great. So I managed to pick these up. And uh, although the, they were still relatively expensive, but I think these ones, are, these ones are quite difficult to get hold of, certainly over here. So we've got Super Cobra. And the Gold nice. Box. Yeah. And the, that's that's an absolutely brilliant game. I love playing that. Um and <clears throat> Popeye. Popeye the Sailor Man, and uh, this is all sealed. Mm. Oh, that, so you haven't even crazy. opened that yet. <laughs> are you? So should are we go ahead? And, it? Let, let's go ahead and open it, shall we? On the on the podcast, do it. Yes. Do me a favor though. When you open it, the very first thing you have to do is smell the 1980s air. Sniff it. Sniff yes. it. Yep. Yeah, I'm 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 going to bottle it and and sell it on eBay because it's, it's cleaner <laughs> air than we've got at the moment. Obviously, <laughs> mind you, that's is it though? Is it though? Because there's a lot less pollution about at the moment, right? But if it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's going to smell like neon desperation. <laughs> it's going to smell and, like and, lead, and leaded fuel. <laughs> exactly. It's going to smell like cocaine and pleather. <laughs> so here here we go then. What do you want me to do? Hold it up to the camera or hold it up to the mic when I open it? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> Which this, one? this is for our listeners, so you got to get it on the mic. Okay, there, you know? On the mic. Here we go. So it's be like... <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a time capsule. Can I actually open this or not? Here we go. Oh, the, <laughs> the sound. The sound of plastic breaking. Now, 30, 30 plus year old plastic. <laughs> Crazy. Now, that is some hard plastic, though, because usually it's a lot softer than that. That is like crunchy. It's crisp. It's there we crisp. go. Look. Crisp and Woo! crunchy. 
Oh, man. Dude, I love that. I, even though it's an old game, you know it's exactly what's inside there. There's something exciting yeah. about opening an old sealed game. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> man, and, and you know a lot of those, intelli- those television games uh, didn't open like that. Like the, Those gold boxes are opening like a regular game. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, they, they open like a board game almost, like the lid yeah, pops yeah. off the top. Proper, proper boxes. So there it is. So the first time in 30-plus years, there it is. An original uh, Popeye on the Intellivision. Never hold, that up for, hold that up again for a second, Tim. I'm going to post that on Twitter. You ready? <laughs> <laughs> All Snap. Right, let me get, you got the flash get. on there. Yeah, let me... Okay, I'm going to turn that off. Here we go. All right, cool. Because we got to... You gotta post that <laughs> for posterity. So is that a, a pretty direct port of the arcade game? Can you tell from the pictures? Or I, I think it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've watched the but, some YouTube videos of it. And it looked pretty good. There it, there is. it is. Popeye. I love that crisp old hard cardboard. That's cool. Yeah. But the thing is, is that these don't come with keyboard overlays. Oh, that that brand or yeah. Because there's there's no keyboard overlays with this. I, I thought maybe the Super Cobra just they went with them, um, but yeah, I don't think there's anything in the instruction manual. So no, no. I wonder. No keyboard if you need overlays I mean, maybe you this. don't need them with those games. Quite, yeah, quite possibly. Probably just the disc and the side buttons. Yeah. Yep. But there we go. <laughs> that's cool. Awesome. So that, that's that's my Intellivision pickup. So that that was really cool. And. Uh, just to go on on the record here, Popeye's a great game. I love that game. Yeah, me too. Um, I was really surprised. I mean, uh, you know, uh, uh, Su- Super Cobra actually cost me more than the uh, sealed copy of Popeye. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'd, I'd feel a little insulted that they didn't package Super Cobra or Popeye with Crunchy Bars. <laughs> because <laughs> that they're, is... They're, they're gold. They're gold. That's the so universal be... way to package yeah. retro video games. <laughs> It seems to be the gold standard now, doesn't it? Should pun, be. Pun intended. Eric, <laughs> you've been playing a new game. Streets been... of Rage 4. 4. Have you guys gotten into this at all or heard much of the hype? I've heard the hype, but I have not pulled the trigger on this one, no. Yeah, me neither. I, it's, it's, it's on my list, but I've, I've just been playing too much Animal Crossing. <laughs> <laughs> the hype is real. Is it real? Believe, believe everything you've read. It's amazing. It's a, it's it's awesome. It's everything I could have asked for. Like I said, I'm a big fan of Streets of Rage 2. I played it with my son. I love that game. I still go to it all the time. Um, Streets of Rage 4 is the real deal. Like it is a blast. They've it's been very well crafted, very well programmed. Um, there's some interesting like mechanics that i think you'd love like one of the one of the mechanics of streets of rage i'm not sure if you guys are that familiar with streets of rage but one of the, like just to give you one example of a mechanic that they did if you do a special attack it takes away your health in streets of rage two and three like if you did a special attack it took away your health that was the trade-off you did a special mm-hmm. attack yeah big and powerful but it took away a percentage of your health right but in streets of rage four if you do a special attack, it takes away your health, but it shows like the part that is missing. And you can, as long as you don't get hit for every hit you do successfully, you earn back that lost health. Oh, cool. 
So like you can just fight and then if you get hit, okay, that so maybe you only lose 50% of that health that you lost. I mean, it, it there's so many really cool things. There's unlockable characters from the old Streets of Rage. Um it just it, it's a brill it, I can't speak enough to it. It's a brilliantly designed game. It's worth every penny. If you love Streets of Rage or those or brawlers in general, you got to get this. It is it, it is a big thumbs up from Eric. Like and some some people are complaining about the art style, but that doesn't bug you. No, the art style looks amazing to me. I love it. So I don't know what they're talking about. It, it blends in very well with the game. So I'm a big thumbs up. I don't have much more to say other than I've been playing it a lot and I love it. Yeah, it's a definite pick up for me because I love the Streets of Rage games. Me I'll, too. I'll be honest. I, I I've played it briefly. I have not dug into it one at all. I need to do that. It's like Eric's yeah. favorite one of Eric's favorite series. So SOR two is my favorite. Like one and three, I could live without, but SOR two is is the pinnacle of brawlers to me. Yeah, I think that's the only one that I've actually got at the moment on proper cartridge is, is Streets of Rage 2. Yep, and the music is great on SOR 2. Uh, amazing. But SOR 4 just kind of continues the, the legacy. It's a beautiful game. So was two I, the highly first recommend. One that, was 2 the first one that brought in the 4 meg cart, or was that 3? I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know. I know. I know. One of them was the, one of the first four meg cart games. Hmm. Um, maybe, maybe it was three then, perhaps. So, there's a guy locally around here. Mm-hmm. We're, we're lucky, Eric, because we're near the Silicon Valley, where a lot of this stuff went down. Yeah. Uh, but there's a guy around here that drives a, a van to the Bay Area a few times a month, picks up a bunch of stuff from the old Atari factory, and <laughs> sells it on eBay. Like he has got some kind of deal. He literally drives okay. a van down there and picks it up. Okay. And if you see him, you know about him, but he's on eBay under My Atari One. I think it's called My Atari. Anyways, okay. So I bought a few things so off him because what's that? What's at the old Atari factory? Then is there just stuff littered around that you can just go and pick up or something? No, like he's got some kind of deal with their warehouse. I don't know if he paid a certain amount to get all their old inventory or what. But it, I mean, you could buy it too. It's My Atari. He's on. He's on eBay. Oh, um, okay. He has his own website, but it, you can tell he made it in like the early '90s, and it's just been—it's <laughs> been like hanging on by a thread since then. Now he's going all eBay, it's like that Homer Simpson style website. Yeah, exactly. Flashing things. Yeah. Exactly. So, anyways, I'm like, I want to buy some new Jag- Jaguar games because I want to—I want to break the seal like Tim just did here on the on the air. So I picked up Ruiner Pinball, brand new in the box. Oh, nice. Uh-huh, nice there. And I, I did already open it, sealed with all the goodies inside. I mean, it's it's there. Even got the package. The a little wrapper that came around the cartridge, nice. um, which says nice. important read this before you open this package, and then there's like a like a, a five page essay you have to read. Um, I like reading essays; that's cool. <laughs> but yeah, I got a copy of Ruiner Pinball on my Jaguar now, which oh, I want. Yay. I wanted to grab a game that was unique to the Jaguar and on no other system, which I believe this mm-hmm. is. Um, and then I also got still sealed. Not opened yet. Brutal pin or uh, brutal pinball. Brutal brutal sports football. Oh, That's cool! American football. Um, That's another Amiga port, isn't it? Brutal sports football. Is it? I don't it sounds know. Familiar. So, it sounds yeah, familiar thought, to me. I thought it was. Um, but it's cool because Tele games. Yeah, yeah, so that's, yeah. That's that's later in the evolution, isn't it? Tele games. Tele games. 
Yeah. And it's cool because this one's got this wrapper on it, steel. Uh, steel, still. Uh, but it's also got the little 3D Jaguar right there on the wrapper. The hologram. The hologram. So I think I might yeah. actually take That's this official. one. I might slice this one with a knife and try to keep the seal on there, but still get to the game because I want to play it. Um, so that you was cool. Counter, you can't counterfeit those holograms. That's official. That's official. Um, now I have to say... So this guy has all kinds of crazy stuff, including you can go on there yeah. right now and buy... Um, he's pulling in some of their prototype carts they used when they were prototyping okay. games. So you can just buy yeah. prototypes straight from the Atari warehouse off of this guy. Um, what I did buy is, again, I told you my Atari 800 I got from my recent haul isn't quite working. And um, for 25 bucks, he sold me a brand new, never used, and tested complete circuit board that has all the cpu and the, the antic chip and all the atari chips on here so this is working i'm pretty sure this is one of these chips is the issue with my 800 so oh wow i'll snap that in there nice. and worst case scenario if that doesn't fix it i'll know it's not the board yeah so for 25 bucks worth a shot um that's think, pretty cool find from that guy i gotta look him up on ebay yeah he's got some he's got a lot of really cool a bunch of atari, a brand new sealed in box atari Lynx games yeah um very cool. Next. It's like show and okay, tell. So, so I guess that's me next, isn't it? So, yeah. Um, I have a Sam Coupe. Uh, or Coupe. That is um, a cool computer, from what I can tell. <laughs> you want to see it? So I believe this computer was like the guys that made the ZX Spectrum moved on and tried to make the next best thing. Ooh, it's in packaging. Look at this. Oh. Yeah. And it's all white and pretty. Like the late 80s rather than the early 80s. It's got that very 90s font, though, for the Sam Coop logo. Like, it looks like a 90s device. It looks like a a logo for a store in the mall. (laughs) Yeah. That is interesting. When did that come out? Do you you know, Tim? Really, really wedgy. Wow, look at that. And it's got strange proprietary ports on the back. So it's a bit like the the, uh, PC Engine port, that one. So yeah, so it's um, it's very white, which is really good. <laughs> this one hasn't. It, well, th- these suffer really bad from the yellowing. Oh, I see um, what you're saying. This, okay, this yeah, yeah. one has just not got a touch on it. In fact, when I when I got this, I don't think this thing had been uh, maybe opened once or twice. Um, the box is not great condition. It's not too bad. Um, but yeah, this this one's really really nice, and it's it it lives in its packaging, in its box, and all that sort of stuff normally. Um, but yeah, they're great, and I've got an original leaflet from the dealers. <laughs> leaflet. <laughs> um, so the Sam Coupe or the Coupe um, original price was one hundred and sixty nine pounds and ninety five pence. It's cheap. Um, I, I'll buy yeah, that for they, that now. Yep, yeah, they didn't have disk drives built in so it was a bit like the spectrum where you had to use it with the tape um and you could buy the disk drives for 89.95 or essentially 90 quid it's not bad <laughs> what um, so what year did that come out the sam coupe? So coupe the sam i believe let's have a look on the leaflet i think it was around about 90 1991 something like that yeah um eight oh yeah so the leaflet is 89 so the the pamphlet is yeah so it's dated 1989 so it would have been been probably late eight late 89 early 90 hmm. 
Um, so they, they standard out of the box, they were 256K um, and you can you could increase them to 512. So mine's got the 512 in it. Um, so they're, they're really cool. Um, nice. Uh, yeah, so the the reason why I'm going on to this is because um, there's a, a guy out on Twitter, um, a Quasar, um, and he does a load of, uh, he's been dealing with the Sam Coop for years, and he bought up a lot of the IP for all the Sam Coop stuff, um, games and all the bits and pieces. He does a magazine um, called, uh, I think it's Coop Revival, and uh, yeah, he's produced a couple of really nice add-ons for it so the first one this is the i've had this one for a while when i got the sam so this is the sd interface for it so you've got like the little st card st card sd card um oh wow it's it's like a full-on pcb huh yeah that's right so it's got um uh, ethernet on it as well <clears throat> so this one allows you to um store the disc game so they're um they're dsks so they're in they're stored in like segments or as they call it on on the sam coop they're called they're stored in records um, hmm. so you select the record and then you load the files up from the records so they're individually stored on there and then this is his latest device which is the z executor <laughs> <laughs> sounds like something you'd buy on the switch shop yeah so this is uh, essentially something that you can plug into the back of the sam coop um and it allows you to play the zx spectrum rom games really so there was a, a bunch of um 16k rom games um so they were cartridges essentially um that were produced by sinclair um they had games like um horace um horace and the spiders i think was on there um they had some of their um scion educational games uh, but they also had famously some of the ultimate play the games so they had cookie transam jetpack um on cartridges now these cartridges are quite rare um and they they fetch a fair price on eBay now i think they're going for anywhere between you know 50 to 100 pounds something like that um so what what you can do with that one is you can plug these in and because obviously well you may or may not know the sam coop is spectrum compatible okay. um, this will allow you to play those rom games straight away cuz loading spectrum games on the sam is a bit of a bit of a a nause cuz you still actually have to use an emulator as such huh. um to to load the games in um so that what this does is it marries up with this little device which is a cartridge that you can put into the executor and then it's got a programmable um, EEPROM on it um, and then you can put the cartridge images or the ROM images directly onto this in different slots and then it's got like a little dial here on the, on selector. the board and so you select which ROM that you want um, and you can do 32k and 16k so the 32k is only for the SAM and the Spectrum is the 16k so you select your 16k ROM and not only can you use it on the SAM but also this plugs into the standard interface, the interface <laughs> 2. Oh, wow. For the Spectrum. So you can plug that straight into the Spectrum. So it's got like a little ROM slot on there. <laughs> you guys can see that. There's like a rabbit hole of new devices here. That's it, yep. Yeah. So you plug that into the Spectrum. 
and then you just you've got all your ROM games on that little cartridge, and because there were so very, so few of them, you can pretty much fit everything just on that one device. Huh. Um, and that it's it's just really nice to be able to use that because it's very rare that people ever even had these interface twos back in the day um uh, because it was really most people had sort of like the kempston joystick and all that sort of thing so unless you're really you know i want everything sinclair and all that sort of thing then there's very few you know people that had these and even fewer that actually use the rom games on them i can remember them in on the shelves at the time they were um what was it uh 1999 i think so they were 20 pounds whereas obviously the game like the the equivalent game was uh 4.99 so hmm. it's a no-brainer really you're going to buy the tape game aren't you because otherwise you've got to buy the interface to and right. the ROM card. <laughs> um uh, okay so it's took away the loading times but back then you had all the time in the world didn't you so um it didn't didn't really matter um so that that's that's you know it's a very niche thing uh granted you know the sam cooper's niche in the first place yeah and this is even more niche but i i just thought it was so cool that he's actually taken that is cool develop something like that and i like how um, if, i thought i like how if somebody makes a gadget we're gonna buy it regardless <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> that too yeah. i mean I, I, i'm i'm all in for the stuff on the sam i've got to get myself a disk drive at some stage because i am missing out on some things because although i can load up a lot of the stuff from the the sd card which is called the trinity interface um uh, some of the sort of like demos and bits and pieces like that only want to run from device zero which i think is the first disk drive um so i've I've got to sort that out at some stage but i really do need to spend some more time with the sam and and do some bit more bits and pieces with it because i love it it's a great machine are there any killer apps on the sam um I, I wouldn't say there's 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 a few games uh prince of persia came out on the sam coop uh, which is really good and manic miner got a nice conversion um ports 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 yeah yeah there's there's nothing i wouldn't say there's anything sort of like kind of like individual but what it what did actually get put across onto it natively rather than sort of like spectrum conversions and that yeah. sort of thing it did very very well and it's quite quite a powerful machine um but it just was completely released at the wrong time uh. <laughs> it was you know it it just faded into into obscurity really yeah um, which, which is a big shame hmm. yeah i don't know anything about that one at all yeah it's, um but it looks cool. I like it. It's a really unique shape. Yeah, definitely. So the next one from me, this is just a, a throw it out there, really. Um, I uh, 3DO, yes or no? What do you guys think? It's, I, I've been thinking about getting one of these for a while. Um, I've got a few games here stashed away for it, but I've never, never owned one and very rarely actually seen one. So what do you guys think? I think it's a yes. I think it's a yes. Uh, I think Eric and I have both been eyeballing one for a while. <laughs> yeah, there's one at a. There was one. It's not there anymore. There was one at a local shop, a Panasonic 3DO. Yeah. Um, and it was 150 bucks. And I thought Ooh, I would have. I would have grabbed it. And I was like, I think that's too expensive. This was probably a year ago. Okay. And then every time I'd go in there, I'd be like this much closer to buying it. And then I went in one day, like, okay, I'm buying it, and it wasn't there anymore. Ah. <sighs> And he, wah, still had wah, a few, and, yep, and he still had a few games. 
Um, he still has he still has a few games on the shelf. Um, that one with the lizard, the Gex. Oh yeah, Gex. Yep. Um, and he still has a couple of games, but no, I would get it if I if I saw it again for one fifty, I'd grab it. Yeah, I've been looking, and yeah, I've, I kind of ruled out the Gold Star, and I know there's two Panasonic ones, and there's one that's kind of the most reliable. So I would love to grab that specific one, and a one fifty is about going rate. Actually, it's probably lower than going rate at this point. So yeah, and I just didn't want to pull the trigger for some reason. I, I should have. It, it kills me because I'm always looking for a deal. But then you always realize that, hey, yeah, it's a deal right now, but if I buy it at full price right now, in six months, it'll have gone up, and yeah. it, now it would be a deal. So who cares? If yeah. you really, if it's something that's important to you, just get it. And that's why I, I pulled the trigger and got the Jaguar, and now I'm starting to grab a few games for it, and I'm looking forward to getting that um, Stone Age Gamer uh, Retro HQ combination uh, SD card for the Jaguar. So Tim's yeah. got some games there. Yeah, so this is one one that I can reach, and I think apparently is that Revolution this one is X quite. It, this is quite a rare one. No, this is Captain Quasar. Captain Quasar. Yeah, oh, I haven't okay. heard of that one. No, um, and I I just picked up a a big load of stuff. I've got Syndicate down there as well. I think okay. which is obviously a really cool game. Syndicate's um, a good one. Yeah, and a cu- couple of others. Um, but this this one I think is actually meant to be quite a rare game. So um, yeah, I've I've been itching to play this. And I've kind of avoided looking for anything like sort of like emulation or anything like that. Is there, is there a three D O emulator out there? I've never. I think so. Really even I'm sure it exists, uh, but yeah, I, yeah. Uh, so for me, the answer is yes. I mean, I would grab yeah. one nowadays. I learned my lesson. If I see one in the wild, especially for 150, I'm going to grab it. It's no doubt in my mind. Yeah, I yeah. think I think this might be our next <laughs> Intellivision boys. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Okay. Eric got a new toy to show off. I oh, believe. Yeah, and I don't have I can't bring it up here physically, but Uh-oh. I did I don't I'm not going to go into this too much because my whole segment is on this. Oh, okay. But um I'll suffice it to say I got a credit at Dell and my son has been chomping at the bit to learn like how to build a PC gaming system. Okay. So I pulled the trigger on a Dell g5 gaming desktop it's got a nice. ninth generation i7 it has uh, 16 gigs of ram has a one terabyte ssd drive um it's got a nvidia i think it's a 1660 ti or something like that basically it's a pretty well-rounded gaming system and i got it for out of pocket 100 bucks because nice. i had a credit at dell so I didn't spend a whole ton of money. Um, actually, I think I spent out of pocket with shipping and everything, 150 bucks. Um, I went desktop this time. But I went a, a full desktop, and it's the full thing. Like it lights up with neon and stuff. It's it's. Um, in a nutshell, I lost my gaming laptop. It died a couple of years ago, or maybe a year and a half ago, and I just haven't been able to even access my Steam library. No PC gaming for me. And so I am eager to jump back in, and I have. I've been playing Vegas 2, Counter-Strike, a um, bunch of little indie games like Ace Combat, and um, I, I love it. I mean, it's, it's, it's good to be back into PC gaming. So all that, all that, that modern that's my new stuff. gaming device. Yep. And you can get really good indie deals on there, too, which I love. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, my two favorite indie games right now are Nuclear Throne and um, Fistful of Gun. 
and they're both really top-notch games and i <laughs> love playing those cool so Thanks. anyway that, that's my short short uh thing on uh my new latest gaming device uh, so I'll be quick about the next one. Uh, we kind of talked about Stone Age Gamer recently here, Eric, you and I did at least. Mm-hmm. Um, Tim, you're probably tired of hearing me talk about this American company that sells video games to Americans. <laughs> uh, this is my funstock.co.uk, okay? Um, yeah, sure. <laughs> but these exactly. guys do a great job. <laughs> <laughs> these, these, these guys do a great job, and um, uh, and they're uh, Eric, uh, Tim, I don't know if you heard, but they're doing the uh, Retro HQ stuff now. Um, yeah. Starting with the Neo Geo Pocket, um, and then uh, I'm hope, hoping for that Atari Jaguar one and the Lynx one too. Yeah, yeah. I can't. W- I can't wait for the Jaguar. Ja- Jaguar. Jaguar. Yeah. Jaguar. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, playing our uh, Battle of the Systems this month, we had a Master System game, and I was using my Genesis EverDrive because I didn't have a Master System EverDrive, and I was shoving. T- you can you, you can load the games on essentially actual hardware. That using that strategy, but you still have to use the Genesis pad to hit start and then unplug it and plug in a Master System pad, and then the Genesis cart would be weird in there, and if I wanted to pause the game, I had to hit pause on the cartridge, and the park cartridge would sometimes disconnect from the slot, and my game would shut down. Long story short, I went and bought myself the Master EverDrive from Stone Age Gamer. It's really glary. So, um, yeah, that's Stone great. Age Gamer makes awesome cool. stuff. I always buy them in the box, um, you can see they have like super nice packaging and labeling. Um, I got a custom cart with a fancy gold with red screws and cool white logo on there. So is uh, that right that the extra bits like the packaging and the cartridge outer cost more, isn't it? Yep, it's twenty bucks. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, but you get a you get to customize it, so you get to pick which color screws you want in the back. You get to pick. Uh, they have like seven different label colors here. Um, you can kind of customize it and um, I'm trying to think if I I mean I could show you my EverDrive cart for my NES is like a, it's white like glacial white and I've got one for my 64 that's a see through blue can um, I show you mine real quick please do Eric <laughs> it's a great football cartridge great football. that I bought for 99 cents <laughs> see the SD card sticking out of the top that's brilliant and uh, I dremeled the hole so it's very shoddy if you look at the hole real quick. See that? See how it's all bitten? It looks like somebody chewed it up. You know, different strokes for different folks. It's not a big deal. <laughs> That's amazing. Absolutely but, fantastic. But it's the, like it's the same EverDrive. I bought this like uh, from my EverDrive a long time ago, but it, it works and it's like... Uh, Mine doesn't it's, do anything different. Mine doesn't do anything different. No, but I mean, I, I do love that. I mean, it, I mean, I, listen, I bought like Stone Age Gamer. Here's my... There you go. Yep. Here, here's my EverDrive from the from the uh, Game Boy Game Boy EverDrive. So it's a yep. Stone Age gamer with a nice case and everything. But like I remember looking at it, and going, "Hey, I'm gonna just I'm gonna buy a 99 <laughs> cent case and dremel it up to so the SD card sticks out of the top." So hey, I, Eric. Yeah, that's a real Bobby Dazzler. That is. <laughs> this is. It's a Bobby Dazzler. And I've actually heard I that it. that that cartridge, great football, is yeah. a little bit better than good football. <laughs> Sorry, that's yeah, my exactly. joke. But um, where's my? Okay, I'll put a trombone in there. <laughs> uh, all right, Eric, Raspberry Pi Four update. Yep. So this is the thing Cody got me for my birthday. See the Raspberry Pi it, wedge computer. There's the wedge, and, and uh, 
I did buy a Raspberry Pi four and stuck it in there. So that's a four. Um, and what I decided to do was, um, I, I wanted to put Raspbian on there, the OS for the Raspberry Pi. And I, instead of like having a, a SD card for different systems, I've installed as many emulators as I can. And I have, I think to date, so I can just boot this up and there are 20 different emulators on here that I can play Amiga master system, um, just 30 different ones right now. So I boot this up and it is a full fledged computer web browsing and everything, but there are multiple emulators on here to play. Um, basically all the, all the things I want to play. So it's been very fun tinkering with it and I've gotten it dialed into exactly where I want it to. And I'm still try- trying out different types of emulators, but like the Amiga one, it's perfect. It, it runs FSUAE and I can run any Amiga game on here. I can configure this to be the most powerful Amiga right now. And it plays the games perfectly. So yeah, that, that's that's really cool. I I, yeah. I can't get those. I can't get those cases in the UK. It's got to come over from America. Hint hint. <laughs> oh man, yeah. We need to get, we need to grab that for you. <laughs> I might need to exchange one of those for I don't know a few adapters uh, for a, a Amstrad. <laughs> exactly. Um, are, are you yeah. are, Tim? Are you really interested in that? Because I'll grab you one. I mean, they're, Abs- they're absolutely. They they look brilliant. I mean, I, I've got various different Raspberry Pis kicking around. I've got my original Pi, um, and yeah, I, I've been wanting to get a four for for quite a while and actually use it. And that seems to me to be like the the killer device to have with it. So that that would be my reason for for pulling the trigger on a on a Pi four definitely. Because I've been having a blast with it, and it makes it easy to swap a card out so like we were just talking about earlier on the earlier episode about doing the the new version of RetroPie. i can just swap the card in and out it's very easy they have the access doors for it and just boot that up and just have a little controller with it and be up and running i mean it's it's pretty slick so yeah i think we need to start making commission as a podcast for our influence Guys, yeah, exactly. Because I yeah, posted, but, but it's but it's our influence on ourselves. That's exactly. The <laughs> spending all the money. <laughs> no, but I put. We started talking about that on Twitter, and I got literally more than ten people asking me where I got it. I sent them a link, and like two days later, they're all sending pictures of them. So you know, come on now. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just. We're, I, we're getting there. We're getting. We're there. getting there, boys. We're getting there. Um. But yeah, no, we'll make sure to. To grab so I just one want to those, give an so. update on that. I mean, I've been having a blast with it, and I've been using it a lot. In fact, there will be days when I come home from work, and I just use that Raspberry Pi Wedge computer as... I love it. Like, I can connect into work. I can Telnet and remote desktop into any system I need to. That's awesome. I mean, yeah. it's it's not the most... It's not the finest build quality, but for whatever reason, no. just it feels good. It works. I don't know. It, it works just, I like it. It works. It works great That's for it. me. Yeah, it just works. That's cool. Good stuff. You've been working on some repairs there, Tim. Well, I haven't actually. Oh. Um, it's, it's it's stuff that I've sent away. So, oh, okay. I, I I don't know if you remember last month I showed the BBC Compact. Sorry, the BBC Master. We saw the Master. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, B- BBC yeah. Master. Yep, yep. So that's gone away from re- for repair. Okay. And um, also my uh, Spectrum One Twenty Eight, the original Toast Rack. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've had one of those for like oh, I don't know four or five years, and it's just sat in the cupboard. It 
didn't didn't work when I bought it, so I just put it to one side, never bothered with it. Um, so that's and to me, gone the away. toast rack, the toast rack looks the most like the Spectrum Next. Yes, it's yeah. very hmm. very similar the case style. It's very cool because yeah. it doesn't have the tapes tape thing on the side. No, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So it's it's um it's basically the Spectrum Plus with a with a metal heat sink on the side because it it gets its name because that heat sink gets very warm and toasty huh. yeah. <laughs> uh, so that that's kind of where it comes from um but yeah that's that's uh, been sent away for repair and they're already done but oh, i haven't cool. got them back in time for the show so i can't oh, show them okay. this month well um, next show so I, I'd I love to see like, yeah i was kind of hoping that but um yeah so we'll we'll, we'll do those next month so yeah that's that all it is is just a quick update and um yeah those repairs were done by um alex and ian um alex's zx wife on uh twitter who you guys probably know oh i do yeah Um, so yep so uh, they they have a repair company called mutant caterpillar games um Hmm. and they they do all the repairs and uh, a little future was 8-bit fact is they're the only other people that are officially allowed to sell the div mmc future they're the only other people that we sort of like supply a third party officially to so they also do the div mmc future because we we trust them with the div um they're they're good guys interesting Excellent. okay um a couple of quick things first of all i i went ahead and ordered we talked about it couple of couple of months ago the sd2 sp2 does anybody recognize it by the name no SD2. all right it's done i don't yeah. all it is all it is, is that that small little pcb uh pcb board with the micro sd card on it that you shove into your gamecube so now i can load gamecube games off an sd card instead oh, nice. of instead of burning disc it's you know ebay 11 bucks i just ordered it today so so it's on its way but I wanted to show you guys this. I got a kick out of this. So, somebody bought me, you know, as people do, uh, for my birthday a few months ago. It's been a few months now, but they bought me these pants. Now, what's exciting about these pants? Can you guys... They're, they're, they're like pajama They just look pants. like pants, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 They're very interesting right here. I'll turn them around. They're a, a solid gray, right? Mm-hmm. So why would somebody bear me, buy me sweater pants? So do they glow in the dark or something? <laughs> no, they do nothing but look. They're Pac-Man, Pac-Man <laughs> pants. There is a logo inside the back butt part of my sweatpants that just says Pac-Man, just but Pac-Man. you can't see it. It just says these are Pac-Man pants. And there's no so logo. That's, there's that's, nothing about them. So thank you, Amazon or whoever, for selling me Pac-Man sweatpants as a birthday gift from somebody who's like, oh, Cody likes Pac-Man. And they're they're blank pants with Pac-Man logos sewn in the back. Awesome. That's crazy. (laughs) Did they fit okay? (laughs) They're a little loose and they have no pockets. So I have to like hold my phone or like put it in the the waistline, watch it fall every five seconds. Yeah. Great pickup. I I prefer the, the raspberry wedge. Right. So how many Pac-Man dots can you fit in the pockets of your Pac-Man pants? Uh, 374 <laughs> dots, but 8,000 pellets. Um, Eric, you're up next with your, your some parts. So next, for catching up next month, I hope okay, to yeah. come to you with uh, some new Amiga stuff. But I've ordered two things for my Amiga 600. Ooh, I've ordered, okay. I've ordered a Furia... O20 accelerator 
And I've also ordered it because it, that won't work with the comment with the CF card um, adapter unless you get a like a high end CF card. I got a um, an SD card um, for uh, SD card to IDE solution for the Amiga. So two parts. So I'm replacing the CF card with an SD card. And I've got putting a Furia 020 because I really want to get that Amiga 600 to be kind of more more my daily driver with the Amiga. Okay. Because it's so small, it takes up less desktop yeah. real estate, which is important for me because you can see my desk. It's crazy. But those Furias aren't cheap. No, but I did get a pretty good deal on it. So I'm just hoping that it comes in soon. Nice. I mean, it was about 100 bucks. I mean, oh, that's not too bad. No. Okay. For, for an Amiga accelerator of any kind, that's not that bad. <laughs> no, that's not bad. That's not bad. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to update my daily driver. Um, I love the fact that I was able to rock my 48K Spectrum that Tim sent me mm-hmm. uh, a while back. But this is my new Spectrum daily driver here. Yes. My ZX Spectrum next came in the mail. And it is so glorious with accelerator. Um, before I get there, yeah, we got we got the uh, the manual, which is a proper. How many pages is this thing? Three hundred and forty page manual. It's awesome, uh, and it's almost all programming stuff I'll never touch, but it's there. And the next itself. Oh, that's is, a thing of beauty, isn't it? It really is pretty. Yep. Yep. Now, Eric, when you dropped off your beer today, I showed you this so you could talk about it. There's some it, Yeah, I mean, it, it's smaller than I expected, but I don't know why, because ZX Spectrums are kind of small. And so it, 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 once I had it in my hands, I was like, you know, that's about perfect. Um, the, I, I think the keyboard's awesome. I know you were talking about how it's a little challenging to write on. Or type on, I should say. Um, yeah, if you're used to typing, like in typing class... But the, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be a ZX the, Spectrum unless it was impossible to type on. Am I right, Tim? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, that's that's the same kind of keyboard there. That uh, it's called the is it the Chiclet style keyboard, um, and that's the same as the Plus. Um, so that's the the Spectrum Plus and the one twenty eight, the Toast mm-hmm. Rack that I was just mentioning. Yeah. So the Toast Rack, very, exactly. very similar. Yeah, very similar to that, although even, not quite as shiny. But even yeah. then, like the the keys are just shifted funny, which is just another ZX Spectrum thing, right? I mean, it's yeah, just like, the yeah. way it is. All these control and shift and all these things kind of force everything to the middle, and on the other side, same thing this way. So yeah, you're kind of you're actually typing space is only like six inches here <laughs> in the center. And, um, but 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 you got to remember that that keyboard that you got there that took them almost a year to perfect that keyboard. That was the one of the biggest delays with the next was that keyboard. Yep. Yeah. And it honestly, it feels excellent. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have no. Reg- better do for a year, really. <laughs> I, have, I have no regrets. Um, this thing is so cool. And I'm not going to lie, the price of this thing went so high. It's hard for a person like me to be like, yeah. Should I resell it and just wait for the next batch because that's kind of my thing. Um, but I did, I'm like, I'm going to open it. I'm going to plug it in and I've fallen in love with it and it's not going anywhere. So my, my advice, my advice is don't sell it because there's no guarantee that they're going to do a second, That's batch, true. especially with the way things are at the moment. Yep. Um, you know, I, 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 I if I had one, I wouldn't definitely not sell it out, no, out I, of I, my cold, clammy hands. No, I, I, <laughs> like I said, I fell in love with it. And, um, I mean, everything that 
is above a 48k spectrum this is my solution for it because i don't have anything else so i mean yeah this, and there's so many great, there's so many great 128k games that i mean even if they're not next games the 128 games are so good i mean i yeah, would just hang on to that thing there's games yeah. i've fallen in love with and a few of them I'm like oh this is a great game but it's kind of a little chunky and then i'm like wait a minute and i hit the little nmi button on the side and I raise it to 14 megahertz, and it's smooth as butter, and it's smooth. amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's so it's, cool. It's really, really good, really, really good. No, I, I so want an next. <laughs> I, I just, I, I got so bummed at the time with, um, yeah, yeah, with yeah. the Vega, with the Vega Plus, that I, you know, I almost ordered the next, um, but um, yeah, that that's what put me off Kickstarters for life. That. Um, and kind of like the yeah. uh, Div MMC future when you get one with an SD card, it's got a nice little printed. That's it. SD card, SDR. so it looks the yeah. part. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, Good so, stuff. And cool. I've been playing mostly uh, Castlevania Spectral Interlude, which, which I've played on my 128K. It is amazing. Um, I, I kind of tweet, tweeted on it, but number one game for me, a Spectrum all time, best game ever made. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try that when I get my toast rack back. Now there is one issue. Now this obviously this thing with the NMI button here can do save states, and it can do, um, I say save states, but it can make a save file. Um, and you can hit the NMI button and do pokes and peaks, and there's things you can do with this. Uh, the one issue I run into with that game is there was one part in the game where I think they expected you to buy a certain power-up that allows you to teleport back to the main hub uh, whenever you want. And in or- I'm like, you know what? I don't really mind because working my way back, I get gold off of enemies anyways. It's kind of like a Metroidvania. It's really a Metroidvania because it's actually a Castlevania game that does Metroid-like stuff. Anyways, um, so there was one point in the game I got... Actually, I'm, I'm about at the end. I'm very close to the end. Um, and I got to a part where I literally cannot get back out of this part because they expect you, I think, to teleport back to that main place, but I did not buy that ability. So I'm physically stuck in there. Um, which stinks. <laughs> so I'm actually trying to find a way to do a poke to yeah. like give myself that ability just to get back there. And then if I could like repoke and get rid of the ability. <laughs> um just to I don't get want, back. Yeah. I want to do it right. I don't want to cheat, but I'm stuck. <clears throat> I'm stuck right now. So, but awesome game. And I played some of the new Spectrum Next specific games like Dungeonette. And uh, uh, some of those games are kind of cool. Dungeonette's kind of like an Attic Attack kind of game. Yeah. Um, they look good. Um, I honestly haven't played too many great games. I think they have great graphics and sound and a lot of stuff's cool, but I think they were so quick to turn, turn out games. They're not great games they really needed to be uh play tested more um, what was um have you did you get blaggers in space so blaggers in space war it's a war hawk yeah. um and then there was one more i have those ordered they did not come yet I, all right okay i played the war hawk demo and it's amazing yeah but yeah, it looks, looks really good but it's just a demo right now so i can't judge it as a full game but it, that that game is amazing yeah yeah good stuff Absolutely. That's cool. Looking forward to hearing more about that next time. Next time. Hey-oh! Hey-oh! <laughs>
okay so next one from me uh, this one was uh, a recent one that just got uh, released a couple of days ago a new commodore 64 game called bricks revenge uh, by Stuart garnham and the music's by mike richmond um who you may have heard of that did uh, vegetables and vegetables oh, yeah, yeah, deluxe yeah. okay yeah um it's out now on itch.io so you can download it it's it's not free free but i mean you can just leave a small donation like a, a buck or something like that um or a pound um, <laughs> and he's he's very appreciative a quid um, is it yeah a quid yeah um it's not a bad little game actually um it's just a it's a kind of like a breakout arkanoid clone um but it has a nice little twist on it where um as in the title suggests the bricks are getting their revenge um so they uh hurl them on the second level they start hurl the bricks start hurling themselves towards you so instead of um like on arkanoid where you got stuff coming down the screen that you've got to connect uh, collect to power up these bricks are coming down at you that you've got to avoid um and also another interesting twist on the game mechanic is that you don't have to knock all the bricks out to complete the level what you what happens is as you start um moving through the the level um uh, the bricks start advancing towards you oh, and yeah, then you yeah. get sort okay. of like a, a black black line that appears at the top and then that black line gets bigger and bigger and pushes the bricks down and then you've got to um knock the bricks through to get just what as long as you can get one a hole into that top line at the black at uh, the t- uh, the black line at the top you can then complete that level so you don't have to knock all the bricks out and as it goes further and further that's a big relief because it gets really hard really quick so they've got some um he's got some nice big brick sprites that are running around the screen trying to get your bat um and the ball gets really quick quite quickly as well so yeah it's it's a it's a tough challenging little breakout clone this game is always hard without a cool. paddle, though. Uh, yeah, well, one of the goals that he's got on with itch, and I think he's he's met it now, is that he's going to put a paddle option into the game if he hits so many um uh, backers on the game so i think he's doing that at the moment um and just uh, again shout out for mike richmond who did the music because it's got some cracking little sid tunes in it so it's a it's a nice little game even if you just want to buy it and hear hear the tunes on it it's really nice very cool that is cool i'm gonna gonna look that one up because i could i i need to give my c64 some more love so i'm gonna grab that take a look at that yeah and hopefully they'll have the the paddle version so if you've got paddles it'll probably be a a bit slicker to play as well yeah it's it's fine on a fine on joystick but uh yeah it'll be nice with the paddles so for me um i made a few computer game purchases recently one was magenta gym for the zx spectrum the specky for the specky which is a puzzle game so not really up my alley but it's an it's a very well done game Uh, i need to spend a little more time on that one and then i almost pulled the trigger on laser birds for the zx spectrum which is a shoot 'em up kind of looks like gorf kind of gorf style graphics Mm, yeah but they they wanted 399 for it and and i know that's not a lot of money three three ninety nine you know three pound 99 pence (laughs) but i I just wanted, I was spending money left and right, like on little purchases on Switch and C64. So I was like, I'm going to wait and kind of feel it out and see what's up on that. Well, it's funny because a lot of those, a lot of guys will put out really good games for free or for 99 yep. cents. And I've also played games where they ask for like eight bucks and the game's terrible. So yep. yeah. 
So I, also, I, I don't want to just blindly say like, "Hey, you made a game. Here's eight bucks or whatever." So, so you so you feel me on that? I'm gonna I'm gonna just wait it out, kind of do a little more research and kind of. It looks like a cool game, but and then of course I got Fix It Felix Junior, which has been the highlight. And we're gonna talk about that later in the high score thing. But suffice it to say, if you're listening to this right now, you you have a C64, you really need to just go out and buy Fix It Felix Junior. It's a absolutely highly polished. <laughs> beautiful game um just a lot of love went into it and it, it's a great game so yeah yep and so we'll Cody, talk about that second on? well we already mentioned this in news but the uh amazon.com went ahead and dropped the price like i knew they would eventually would i didn't think it'd take this long on the neo geo mini so i picked one up nice so i got my neo geo it's the international version is blue and i got it with the controller this controller has the best molded case. Like it just feels. <laughs> it, it does, and I got it the feels black so one. So good, and, but um, the white one looks great. I got the black version. The D pad is not amazing, but the shape and the button, the buttons feel so cool. So, sad thing is, I honestly haven't even tried it yet. <laughs> okay. um, I mean, I tried yours back in the day, um, yep. but this is honestly me just being a collector whore. Uh, yeah. I couldn't I couldn't not own one especially that price. Um I don't know how much I'll play it, but I have it. And I I don't have a ton of complaints about mine other than some, a couple of eh. games will chug when it starts getting a little busy on screen, but other than that it's not a bad game at all. I mean, not a bad system at all. It actually runs pretty well. Yeah. That's um, all. So I I I've been diving into Pico 8 because obviously I pl- I played on oh, that yeah. pot, that uh the, my my Raspberry Pi Wedge computer. I play Pico 8 on that, and I do. I have it on the handheld system. But um, and I've played probably 15, 20 games. Uh, but the, I just wanted to highlight two that I really love, and one is called Combo Pool. And you're basically it's almost like okay. pool where you're shooting a ball, but you're converting balls into different colors. And as you go, you you kind of convert them into the spectrum of the colors until you get to the final color combo and when you get that you can win the game but it's very challenging but it's a, it's a lot of fun and you have to use kind of physics and geometry to to win the game it's hard to explain but you should check it out because it's free it's called combo pool and then the other one is called pico tennis which is literally like a tennis game with like little 3d figures that run around and play tennis yep and it's very challenging but it is a very cool tennis game which you know, tennis games are hit or miss. They're horrible or they're really good, and this one's a really good one. So It, it kind of does feel like a Neo Geo Pocket version of yep. um, Virtua Tennis on the Dreamcast. Yep. It's, it's, That's exactly it. It That's is a good pretty description. good. Um, yeah, I played a few games on there, too. I played that Lich King one that you told me about last time. Yeah. Uh, beat it. Uh, it was a lot of fun. I went ahead and just played that thing straight through and beat it. That's a great um, one. And then the other one I wanted to talk about was that uh, baking one, which I forgot the name of it right now, but you, you ended up playing it with the desserts. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was a fun game. It's yeah. a match three game, but I loved it. It's great. No, that's an awesome game. Strategic, and you kind of has RPG elements. You level up, and I need to find the name of it so I don't... What is the game? Miss Miss Buns Hot something? Oh, yeah, yeah. Something Hot Buns or something. Miss, Gosh, Miss Hot Mim- Buns. <laughs> Miss Mims or something. No, they, it, that really is a great game. It's a, it's a blast. Um, yep. 
Uh, one thing I wanted to show you guys is I've had my Mr. now for a couple of years, my Mr. FPGA. But I recently bought a case for it, and I wanted to show you it because I thought the oh, yeah. color was really cool. It's orange and black. Orange which, and black, orange your favorite. favorite color. But uh, he sent me different color buttons, but I decided to put black ones in there. But this is a little case for my Mr., a little area for the SD card. Um, just wanted to show my mister some love because it's been out of a case, just a bare PCB that just sits out there. And I was worried it was going to get damaged. But you can see the fan on the top there. It has a black case or a black highlight Damn. to it. Yeah. Um, just good. wanted to show you that. Um, and it was a very reasonably priced case. I got it from iCore64.com or something like that. Um, anyway, that's that. Yeah, that looks cool. And last but not does least, it, does, oh, it, does yeah. it make uh, does it make it run any hotter or is it okay? Because no, I it's, understand they 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 suffer a bit from the heat, don't they? They do, they do, they do. They heat up quite a bit. But this one's, as you can see, it's very well ventilated. There's vents on the bottom as well as on the sides, and then on the top, there's a high high induction fan there. That this thing is actually very noisy. I'm I'm going to try to get a quieter fan because um, when I turn this thing on, it's pretty loud. So. It stays cool. It stays fine. But I do need to find a quieter fan. Nice. Excellent. Yep. And as we mentioned, the very last thing on Catching Up is we played a whole lot of Fix-It Felix Jr. And we had did. a blast. And it's an amazing game. It's in my, at least my top 10 Commodore games now already. Yeah. Um, and we had a, a battle and we went back and forth. Who, who ended up winning? Because I know I just didn't have the time to play it as much as I wanted. Well, C- Cody, I think, got, got the high score, and then someone on yeah. Twitter randomly posted a video of him playing, and he was like, I don't know, 190,000 or something ridiculous like that, and that was like, well, that's me done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we were. I was like trying to break 60, and I hit like 80-something, I'm like, oh, that's the one. And yeah, some guy just tripled the score and yeah. made us yeah, look silly. I think you got to 90, didn't you? Because I, I got I? to okay. 84, and then you posted then, as I think it was about 94,000, and I thought, okay, I'm probably going to... I might get to that, and then this guy just dropped the video. He'd been playing it for like half an hour or something, and 120, 130,000 thought, yeah, that's me done. Yeah. <laughs> it's no, pretty, typical, pretty typical internet stuff, right? Like you yeah. throw this high score challenge out, and all you, you, you're just lucky that he didn't just make fun of your mother while he was beating your... <laughs> Well. That's <laughs> although I'm sure he was uh, 11 or younger. So yeah, right. Um, but did you did you see the link that um, Hazemaker uh, uh, sent? Uh, on during when we were doing the high score i think there's a an F, uh, like an official high score table and yep. someone's got like three hundred and sixty thousand or something like that yeah, i did see that yeah yeah that that must be a, a really long play of that and, game <laughs> and it's funny right after i saw that i stopped playing yeah exactly <laughs> it doesn't get fun anymore <laughs> right no. <laughs> but no it's an awesome game i ate my words um it's actually not really a port i did play there's two versions on the genesis that i was talking about that were made yeah. almost eight years ago now i played both of them they both play a little different yeah. um this is the best out of the three um, yeah by far. Such, a, such a great game it, yeah and for me too i was just so surprised on it and how slick and polished it is on the 64 yeah very very and good I, and i'd love to give the credit to where it's due but is it antonio savona 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 yeah yeah something like that yeah, yeah. and i'm not yeah. sure he's the yeah. only programmer but he's the main one i think and 
he just comes out with some incredible stuff. Yeah, he, he just kind of sort of like just drops out random 64 stuff, doesn't he? Like uh, yeah. conversions of um, Keystone Capers and yeah. um, different bits and pieces like that. Yeah, he's done, done some great yeah. stuff. Cool. Although to this day, I still don't understand how you fix a window with a hammer, but cool. <laughs> Go Felix. Whatever. So good. However you make that work. <laughs> All right, Tim, I know you have to head up here. Uh, we're just about done with the episode. I think we're just going to talk about... Um, uh, what six good games you want to do next time? What battle of the systems? And then um, we're moving on. Um, any ideas? Any before I shove my own ideas back out there? Tim's I'm looking, looking at the, the list distance. you have now. Um, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind doing the brand tie-ins. Six good brand tie-ins. That sounds kind of fun. Well, I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Uh, well, I'm hoping the coronavirus thing ends, but if it doesn't, I'm hoping Tim can join us to, for for the battle or the or six good games, whatever you want to do next time. It, it would it would be nice next time. Yeah, I mean, up until yesterday morning, I had every intention of doing that. But, yep. um, yeah, that's okay. It, so it, work it, always it, jumps in at some stage, doesn't it? It doesn't we, work out sometimes. I understand. Maybe yeah. we can make the entire episode brand tie-ins because I was thinking six good games brand tie-ins. Okay. Um, which, off the top of my head, I can think of games like Seven uh, Up for the Master System slash, or not Master uh, Genesis. Um, yeah, was it Cool Spot? Was it Cool that Spot? Had the, yep, yep, yep. Games like that, or uh, yeah. even uh, and um, uh, what was it? Uh, Super Frog on the Amiga. They had Lucasade. See, I don't know what that is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there you go. There we go. So but, that, that's one we can cover. But so I do know uh, Zool had Chupa Chupas. Chupa Chups, yeah. Chupa Chups. See, I don't even know how to say it. Um, so, yeah, let's do that. And then for Battle of the Systems, let's keep on going with the brands. How about that? And uh, Fast Food Battle, uh, McDonald's, MC Kids versus McDonald's Treasureland. Sounds like a, Sounds let's let's like a good one. Uh, yeah, all right. Yeah. McDonald's Treasureland is actually a, uh, um, you'd be surprised, it's actually a um, uh, treasure game by Treasure. Yeah. Which yeah, is, with the sh- the shoot 'em up. Who makes Gunstar Guys. Heroes and uh, Silver Gun Radiant? Uh, Silver Gun. What is it? Radiant Silver Gun. There you go. Silver Gun. Yeah. Um, and then MC Kids right. is also supposed to be pretty solid on the NES. So McDonald's cool. game sounds good. Cool. Okay. Well, I appreciate it, guys. Right on. That's <laughs> a show. Eric, go to bed. Tim, go to work. Yeah. <laughs> I'll sit somewhere in the middle. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Let's see how we can do this. One, right. two. Three. It's, it's dangerous, dangerous to go, go alone. Thank you again for listening. You can find episode information and show notes online at pixelguiden.com. Please follow us on Twitter at pixel underscore guiden. And you can also follow Eric at the project. That's D U H project. You can also follow Cody on Twitter at oddball49. That's O D D B A 1149. You can reach Tim Drew as well on Twitter at Sanction, that's S-A-N-X-I-O-N. If you are interested in supporting the show financially, please join us at our Patreon account, that's patreon.com forward slash pixel guide in. Please leave a review to help get our podcast listed higher up on the show rankings. We would also love to hear from you with any comments or input, so hit us up on our email at podcast at pixelguiden.com. <laughs>